Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy Mike. We are back at you one more again on a Thursday night. How y'all feeling tonight? I know I'm feeling good. Really looking forward to the show. Got a dope ass guest, as you know. I see the chat is popping. We're gonna get to the chat in just a second. But first, some housekeeping items. If this is your first time coming to the channel, coming to the show, do three things for me. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification bell so we can hit you across the head with these dope-ass episodes every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Clutch Conversations. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Thank you to Carl for doing the comments. I love you, babe. I really appreciate you helping us out with that. Definitely makes the show a lot more smooth. Speaking of support, if you not supporting U.S. ARC, I don't know what you're doing. If you're involved in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, please make sure you support U.S. ARC and U.S. ARC Florida. The link for both of those organizations is in the description of this video. By support, we need memberships. We need donations. We need y'all to go out and tell your people about U.S. ARC. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. If you're involved in this hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, you definitely need to be supporting U.S. art. Got a lot of folks in the chat, so I do want to say what's up to everybody. What's good, Lekka? First to Pip, first in the comments. Salute, what's good, bro? Thank you for coming out. Zach, bruh, what's good, bro? Blakers Pythons, what's good, bro? Ken, what's good, what's good? Eric, what's goody, bro? Will's hella heat. What's good, bro? Good to see you. Thanks for coming out. Chantrell, what's good? Thank you for coming out. Moon over Miami. Thank you for coming out. Y'all make sure y'all check out his lives. Wiz, Malacio, bro. What's good? Thanks for coming out, homie. Who else we got? Fred, what's good, brother? Thanks for coming out. Mark Curry, no Mr. Cooper. Thanks for coming out. Constrict the connection. Y'all make sure you're following your boy. Bosa, the Sultan of Support himself. Thanks for coming out, brother. Marino, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Jay, what's good? What's good? Thanks for coming out. Old Devil Ball Pythons, thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. Bruh, Keys, what's good, homie? Thanks for coming out. Nicole, what's good? Thanks for coming out. So we got snakes for the memories. What's up? Thank y'all for coming out. Jolly. Gershon, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Who else we got? Let me make sure I don't miss anybody before we get to the show. Dylan, what's good, bro? Kaju, what's up? Thanks for coming out. Eden's Den, thanks for coming out. Who else? Who else? Want to make sure I don't miss nobody before we get to the show. Levi, what's good, bro? What's good? What's good? Who else we got? Dale, what's good? What's good? What's good? I think I got everybody. I think, but we're still scrolling. We're going to see. I think that's everybody. Oh, what's good, brother? Thanks for coming out. Ancestral Royal Pythons. Low-key becoming the ultimate king in the game. Lekka, we got you again. Matt, what's good, bro? Emilio, what's good, brother? All right, so I think that's everybody. Without further ado, we're going to bring the homie Ray Becker 
to the stage. What's good, homie? What's up, bro? What's up, what's up bro? How you feeling? Ah, oh, I got wicked anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. So this episode 41, and it's been 41 episodes that I have anxiety before the show every week, bro. So yeah. it's just it's just a natural part of it. It's a natural part of it, but you go, you're going to be good, bro. Yeah, I think so. Man. Hey, if you out there and you're worried about getting on camera and worried about that anxiety, you just got to push through that, you know? Oh, shit. Hold on. All right. Yeah, you got to push through it, bro. Oh, sorry about that, man. I forgot to plug in my laptop. Okay, we're good now. Woo! Yeah, anxiety. Let's go. Oh, there you go. Push there you through. Go. Yeah, now we can conversation. <laughs> yes sir so real quick so tell everybody tell everybody a little bit about yourself bro all right uh i'm ray becker um i'm the owner of alluring serpents um i've always liked animals my whole life i started getting ball pythons about eight years ago um are you hearing feedback no no not really Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I was um, at first, but whatever you had did, uh, it stopped after that. Are you hearing feedback okay. from me? Are you good? No, I think I'm okay now. Yeah, that was weird. All right. Anyway, uh, okay. so I started getting ball pythons about eight years ago. Um, okay. Had to do some moving around and stuff like that, so I sold off a bunch of stuff, and, and once I got my feet planted again, uh, started getting back into it with a little bit more of um, a focused mindset instead of just, you know, running wild and just collecting snakes um okay yeah so eight years ago um so when you was doing it eight years ago was it strictly pets and was it strictly ball pythons or like what was your strategy strategy at that time uh when i well i was i owned a tattoo shop with a buddy of mine and i was dating this girl and uh she wanted to get a, a snake and i was like yeah i used to have a ball python yeah let's go let's go do that i want to see what you get you know help you out and we walk into the sh to the shop man and it was just different colors yellows whites browns uh you know just everything and i just fell in love immediately and i, I saw a uh spinner blast so that's a uh, a pastel pinstripe spider and uh she had the browns the yellows and the whites all together so i was like oh i need that you know and then uh i did a little binging and i started getting g-stripe and i started getting hypo stuff and you know um uh, got some you know single gene stuff i had like a lesser and like a pastel and whatever um and then i started moving around a lot and i was having a kid at the same time so i had a clutch my first year and it was a queen bee to a normal female so she ended up giving me 12 eggs my first go around oh and nice yeah 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 i had no idea what i was doing though so you know i tried watching some youtube videos i had 12 eggs i had uh, a cooler that I turned into an incubator and uh, you know everything hatched out real nice I, I had a great time it was a wonderful experience I got no complaints um, set up the babies fed them and then I started selling them on Craigslist and you know stuff like that and then uh, I had my youngest son and we ended up having to move and that's when I started like selling everything off and I kept just a few handfuls I kept like the g-stripe I kept some hypo stuff I kept the pied um and then once we settled down i wanted to kind of focus a little bit more on on projects and okay you know really dove in on educating myself i, I think that was super important because if you're not yeah, educating yeah. yourself you're just kind of like going with the, the flow you know 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You got you got to educate yourself. Um, I mean, every day of learning experience, you don't never uh, stop that whole process. But it's definitely important to, to educate yourself, especially early on, because like it's a lot of things that's especially nowadays. Right. I realized it was a little bit different back in the day. But right now, a lot of things uh, that you can do wrong are really easily preventable. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like really like low hanging fruit knowledge um, in a lot of ways just by doing like just some very basic research. So sometimes uh, yeah. you'll see people that won't even do like the, the most basic level of research. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, that's something that's definitely super important. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, education. Self-education, self-education is super important, man, in any aspect of life at the end of the day, you know? Oh, hell yeah. A hundred percent. So if you uh, only so, now I was going to say unpack that a little bit and talk about how you educated yourself. Um, um, so I really just started, it was all YouTube. It was all YouTube, you know, YouTube already had a, a decent foundation. Um, it had, um, you know, Brian Barczyk, obviously being one of the bigger names. Okay. Um, it had Justin on there. Justin's been doing videos for 11 years now. So he had tons of content, man. And I was just going crazy, um, learning everything that he had to offer. Um, granddaddy Herbs, you know, he was on there doing his thing. There was, a uh, it was a lot of people, man, and it was more about uh, learning the genetics, right? Because there's so many genetics, and each one does something different, and you got to learn what works with what. And there's some things that are lethal, you know, that you can't put together. And um, like caramel albino, right? A caramel albino female gets egg bound. She can't lay the eggs, right? Uh, spider to spider is lethal. Champagne to champagne is lethal. Yeah. Um, you know, then you also got to learn about, um, you know, like the blue eye Lucy stuff, you know? So. If you got Mojave and something, you don't want to put it to another Mojave with something because then all yeah. you're gonna get is a white snake, and then you're sitting there oh, right. scratching your head, yeah, <laughs> scratching your head trying to figure out well what the heck is in this, and then you do the black light and you're trying to like guess by the pattern, and it's just, you know, it's a lot of little things. I'll say it's not like a big one piece of information that you need to succeed. It's just a, an accumulation of a lot of little things, and you put right. it all together, and it, it it helps you out tremendously if you know what you're what you're. Uh, what you're learning about yeah and that knowledge base evolve over time um if you're putting in the work yep and uh, then also you know i was learning about um how to build racks because i didn't have you know two three grand to drop on a on a, a freedom breeder or something like that uh so i had to learn how to build my own racks my first ones were made out of wood the things was like 200 pounds bro i don't even know what i was, yeah, thinking. I was about to ask were, were they heavy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they were heavy man plywood and two by fours bro it was crazy um it got the job done though huh it did get the job done yeah man and uh you know learning about using heat tape and um thermostats and um you know hatchlings what to do if they don't eat you know things like that uh super important to to know all these little details so that it makes your adventure more pleasurable man because there's nothing worse than running into a problem and you have no clue what to do about it and you panic and you should be yeah. stressed out you know and uh so yeah, the the more self education you do, the better off it's going to be for you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, um, what made you gravitate towards reptiles, uh, specific specifically? Like, I know you say you like the animals, but like, what kind of brought you into the reptile world? Um, so when I was twelve, I had met my dad, uh, because he wasn't around for the earlier years, and when I met him, um, he had like ferrets and he had one big ball python, bro, and. Uh, you know, we had dogs and we had cats and stuff like that. And I fell in love with the snake. And that was my favorite pet to, to interact with the whole time when I was there with him. And okay. um, yeah, so that was that was my first like real 
okay, I like reptiles. Let's go. You know? <laughs> and then I ended up going back and live with my mother. And then I started, you know, getting green iguanas. I was getting, uh, I got like, oh, nice. water, yeah, I got like a water monitor and that thing was vicious, man. It was crazy. He said, attack. I would have never been able to bring an iguana in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, my mom, honestly, she was, she's a single mom and uh, she went to school and she worked a lot. And, uh, you know, I was really by myself majority of my childhood. Um, so, okay. you know, she, and, and I was the only child um, from my mom's side when I was with okay. her. So, you know, if I wanted iguanas, I could have them. I put them in a tank, get the light, feed them vegetables and all that stuff. Um, you know, I had dogs, I had cats, I have ferrets, I had, you know, the only thing I really didn't like too much was birds, man, because it's so loud. You said because they're so loud? Yeah. <laughs> man, bro, one time I fed some chicks, one time some live chicks to my boa. And so, like, I bought some chicks for feeders. And, like, man, that drive home was crazy, bro. Like, it was just <laughs> chirp, 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 bro. Yeah, yeah. I imagine having, like, a couple finches in a cage in your house, like, or the parrots or something. Like, I just can't do it, bro. I need... You know, more quiet animals. It, it was wild, bro. I had a headache by the end of the drive, bro, because it was like way across time. So I had to drive a little, a little minute to, to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This was like early when I was like, I mean, I'm still experimenting with a lot of stuff and like trying out different things, you know what I'm saying? So I can um, see how different things work. But I, I decided to try feeding my boa some chicks. And, bro, that drive across town was crazy. But it was just chick, 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 first, chick. First chick, and last chick. time? First and last time, bro. <laughs> First and last time, bro. I ain't ride with no chicks no more, bro. That was crazy. That was wild, bro. The thing was loud. Yeah. All right. And so, um, so what what's special about the reptiles to you? Um, you know, I I don't know, man. It's uh, you know, how do you define that? It's just something you're attracted to, you know. Like some people are attracted to dogs, and they just dog people, and then. You know, that's why they call some people crazy cat ladies, right? <laughs> they attracted to the to the cats and they like the affection of the cats and this and that. And in all honesty, um, it's very soothing and comforting to me to have the snakes when you're holding them in my, when I'm holding them in my hand and they're just kind of like cruising very smoothly. Um, you know, life is life is stressful, right? Right. Um, so if you could find something to kind of slow down time for you. And yeah, decompress. Like, you know, I was talking to Jay uh, from Ancestral earlier, and we were talking about how, you know, I just sit and I just sit and just stare at my snake. Sometimes I put the phone down. I don't have no music on. I don't have no TV on. I'm just enjoying looking at the reptiles and just being in a in a place of peace. Um, watching them. You know, I got clear bins. You can see I got clear bins behind me. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I do that intentionally because I want to see them without disturbing them. Right. So I'll sit here and I'll be by myself and nobody's in the house and I'm just in like this Zen mode, bro. If that makes sense. I don't know if you know, I don't know. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I don't know how many people really do that, but I just sit here and I just appreciate the animals and I just like to watch them, you know, do their thing and it's just real relaxing to me and real peaceful and uh and you know, I've been attracted to that from day one that I that I saw snakes, so yeah, that's so uh, early on. Did you have any people you work with directly that mentored you? Nah, man. Nah, I had um, uh, Dave and Amy from DNA 
uh, I don't know if it was DNA Royal Pythons. <clears throat> um, I had talked to them when I first got in eight years ago, and uh, they fed me some knowledge, and that was awesome. Um, but like I said, I had I had my youngest kid, and then I had started moving around a lot, and I didn't really keep in touch with them. You know what I mean? And um, so I really didn't have anybody that I could call on a dime and be like, yo, this I'm going dealing with this or I'm dealing with that. I really, it was all YouTube. So if I had to say, like, my teachers were Brian Barczyk, my teachers were Justin Kabilka, my teachers were Granddaddy Herbs, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. People like that. Yeah. Anybody that was putting content on YouTube and I was watching, like, those are my mentors in a, in a way. Gotcha. That made perfect sense, bro. That made perfect sense. So now with where you are with it right now, what are some of your uh, biggest challenges Biggest uh, challenges right now with what you're doing and, and how are you tackling that? Um, well, one of my biggest challenges was uh, feeders, trying to get feeders. Um, so I got a local reptile store. I got two local reptile stores. One of them I had got, I, I had this mouser, right? And the snake mm -hmm. would only eat mice no matter what. I tried ASFs, I tried Norwegians, I tried changing bedding, I tried doing all kinds of stuff, but she would only eat mice. So I ended up getting a mouse from this this store, and um, my snake started acting weird, man. And it was like corkscrewing, but it was a pastel Mojave clown. No. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on right now? So I brought it to the vet, and the vet was like, yo, your, your snake has IBD. And oh, I'm damn. like, well, I was like, yo, how does my snake have IBD? Like, how does that even happen? I had it since it was a hatchling, um, and it, it's been fine this whole time. And they said that they get it from rodents have arena virus i didn't know right? that bro yeah that's what that's what they told me they said that the the ibd comes from eating rodents that have arena virus so wow. luckily i'm very lucky bro because she was a mouser and none of my other snakes were mousers right um so i never took the mouse that i tried to feed her and gave it to somebody else for them to get the ibd because that's how it gets transmitted right so once i learned about it um, I started doing research. I'm watching YouTube videos. Kevin McCurley did a video on it. Um, I learned a little bit from him. Um, but I ended up calling the company that actually tests for nidovirus and tests for arena, uh, uh, not arena, uh, IBD and all these different viruses. And right. I spoke with I spoke with Mike. I don't remember the name of the company, so forgive me for that. But um, he was saying that. Um, you know, I was asking him, be like, yo, is, is it airborne? Like, are all my snakes about to catch this? I'm about to lose my whole collection. And uh, he assured me that that's actually not how it's spread, that it actually right. dies fairly quick uh, when it's in contact with, like, uh, external surface. Mm -hmm. um, but what he was saying to me was, and maybe this could help people, like, um, if you have a snake that has IBD and you try to feed it, right, uh, even if it doesn't mess with the rat, the rat is now running around in the bin where the snake is leaving saliva on the on the side of the bins, right? So now the snake's not eating the rats. So what do you do? You take the rat and you put it in the, the bin next to it and see if that snake wants to eat it, right? Yeah. So that's how the the IBD actually ends up getting spread. Right. Is because yeah. yeah, you're taking a, a rodent that's in with the IBD, and because that snake's not eating it, you're thinking, oh, I'm just gonna give it to the next snake. And now the next snake is eating the 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 rodent that has the IBD you know, whether it be on its hands or whatever. And then that's how that gets it. And he was saying that usually, like, let's say we have, um, like, nine tubs, right? So we got three, three, and three. 
um, if the snake with the IBD in the middle, um, or if the snake in the middle has the IBD, um, then usually it's the snakes right around it that will get it. But it's not because it's airborne. It's because typically you'll take that rat out and give it to the one right next to it or the one above it or, or below it. Uh, so that was a that was a pretty crazy experience, and uh, that sucked. But, you know, hopefully that could help somebody if uh, you ever run into that kind of problem. Yeah, definitely um, hope that helps somebody. And so uh, I assume you stopped getting the mice from where you were getting them from? Oh, yeah, I just stopped. I stopped messing with them, like, all around. Like, I don't even want to deal with that that company, period. Um, so I started going to this other place down the street, and uh, they have quality rodents, and that's great. But the, their thing is... They only pick it up on Wednesday, right? And yeah. if you're if you're not picking up a rodent, uh, they pick it up Wednesday night. <clears throat> so if you're not grabbing a rodent on Thursday or Friday morning, you're asked out until next Wednesday or next Thursday. Yeah, right. So I can't always get there on a. That's Thursday. how my rodent guy is. Like I I can only pick up rodents on Tuesday. Uh, you put yeah. your order in on Saturday and you go pick it up on Tuesday. Um, I stick with him because the price is good and, and he's a real cool dude. And I learned a lot from him. He's been in the game for a minute. And so uh, we get to chat and like I learn a lot from him. And But I yeah. do have to do it on Tuesday. I would rather do it on a different day, but just for uh, for financial reasons, for one. And then also, like I say, I learned a lot from him just going out there chatting, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when we yeah. can uh, chat and kick and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's definitely a, a benefit. But I would rather feed on a different day because I can change like – the logistics of some of the other things that I do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes you're just stuck with what you got. You know what I mean? You got to work with what you got. So if you can only pick it up on a Tuesday, then that's what you got to adjust to, right? Um, right. So now I ended up finding somebody who was breeding rodents, but they in Davie. And that's like, that's like a I've good, like, that that's about a 40 minute drive south of me. So 40 oh, yeah, minutes that, there, 40 minutes back. Yeah, that's a little uh, minute. Yeah, it's a little minute. And, uh, you know, he can't always supply me because he already had accounts that he was taking care of that have priority over me. You know, so if I don't get it on Thursday or Friday morning from this place because I'm waiting for him on Saturday, but then I find out that he don't have any on Saturday. Then what do I do? I'm just stuck. Right. Yeah. How many snakes you got? I got like 36 right now and I got uh, six eggs in the incubator, but I think only three of them are really uh fertile because there's three with no veins really so gotcha and you feeding weekly bi-weekly how you doing um so my adults I, I usually typically do like every two weeks um for one financially it makes good sense because it's expensive bro you know yeah. you're paying three dollars yeah. for a small rat yeah Ooh. paying three three dollars for a small rat and it's yeah, the size of the go ahead and it is <laughs> the new small right it's like the smallest yeah. small you can have like, yeah, like it literally, literally took it to heart. Small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has, a, it has nothing to do with weight. It has to do with size. It's about this small, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you know, that was an issue where um, the dude in Davy he was hooking it up with nice size rats, which is awesome. It was the way it should have been. Um, yeah, I talked to Chris. He's actually about an hour and some change north of me. So that's still that's still kind of far too. Um, but. Uh, you know, the store was giving me weaned rats as smalls, you know, like basically pups as weans, uh, smalls as mediums, you know. So and I don't blame them. They they just trying to make money and they just trying to sell rodents and do what they got to do. And I, I don't blame. Them. It is what it is. So I took it upon myself and I started talking to T um, from Keys Constrictors. I started talking to Emilio, 
Villarino Reptile. I started talking to Justin from Pikeline. I started talking to um, Nico and Ryan from Offseason Reptiles. And uh, okay. they've all either bred rats or are currently breeding rats. So I was like, yo, you know, let me look at this. Let me see what you guys are doing. Maybe you guys give me some tips and I'll get my feet wet. So um, I got one feeder, uh, one female from Nico and Ryan from Offseason Reptiles. She was pregnant. She laid some babies for me. Unfortunately, in the bin that I had them in, I had some small rats from the store that I was going to try to raise up. And uh, I found one of them eaten, right? One of okay. them was eaten. Like, dude, let me I, tell you. You said Bro, eating or eat 10? Eat 10. So, yo, uh, it was like a zombie movie, yo. I opened the bin. And there was like three rats and they was digging in this dude's stomach and they had blood all over their face and they look up at me like this and it was like you know and i just bro that skewed me out so bad sound like some asls like I, i've seen that with asls yeah that was that was bad man that was bad so i you know i heard that when they eat when you have a, a colony that's eating other rodents you got to feed them off because they're going to keep that shit up right yeah yeah so i fed off the mom i fed off all the pinkies fed off the smalls had nothing, started at zero again. I talked to T. Um, I met up with him in West Palm when he was going there to meet up with his son to go see a movie. I think it was Black okay. Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, still, I still didn't see it yet, so I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go see it, bro. That's yeah, all yeah. Jason, uh, what kind of forever you, you slipping? Like, yeah, I am slipping. <laughs> so he gave me a, a 1.2 um little colony i got from him and uh you know i got some wood and supplies from uh, nico and ryan at off season and i built myself okay. a little rack and um i just decided like yo you know what i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go hard on this man and, and uh i ended up already having in my mind that i was gonna build racks right um, I, I wanted them to be eight tiers high. So I didn't want to buy anybody else's racks because they're all like five tier, six tier, and some of them are real bulky. So I built my own and I used two by uh, two by twos um, wood to build them. Okay. And I made it eight high. Uh, so now I got two eight highs. Um, so I got 16 bins. And my girl sent me a message from some lady on Facebook who was selling her rodent operation. Uh, so I hit her okay. up and I was like, I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to get all these rats from you. How much is it going to be? Yada, yada, yada. It ended up being 17 colonies. Um, wow. 10, yeah, yeah. 10 1.3s, um, 7 1.2s, and then a few extra jumbo males. Um, okay. she, had every, she had everything in there, though, bro. She got Dumbo. She got Blues. She got the naked oh, nice. one. The hairless rats, bro. Them things is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know a whole lot about uh, breeding, like just straight up rats. Like we've been breeding ASFs. And so I, I know a little bit about that. You know what I'm saying based on like research and what I'm learning along the way. But yeah. with the with the rats, like what's their production? Like like what what's the litter size? What's the frequency uh, with these 17 colonies that you have? Like what's the expected production? Because it sounds like it's going to be well over what you need to feed the 36 snakes. Or And so yeah. what's the plan for that? So... Okay, so I, I asked the lady when I bought the rats from her, like, how long have these rats been breeding? And the reason I asked that is because after speaking with uh, everyone that I mentioned prior, um, they said that usually a female goes anywhere from six months of breeding to about a year, right? 
Um, so she said that they were all about a year. So there were already babies on the ground when I bought all these colonies and okay. there were already pregnant moms. So as I'm building the racks, this is two Saturdays ago. This is all brand new to me. So I'm, I'm super rookie, right? But I move fast when I do things. Um, so it looks like, I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing, but really I'm just learning as I go. Um, <laughs> Jump out the window and build a plane on the way down. That's it, man. That's it, man. And you know, it works most of the time. Only a couple of times I've crashed uh, and hit the ground pretty hard. Um, but there were already babies on the ground, right? And there were babies actually being born while I was building the racks. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And and uh, my goal right now is not to really focus on the rats that I got from her, but to focus on keeping back females and starting my own production line, basically. So that way it's a fresh start and I could I can know, okay, these rats have been breeding for six months. Let me start working on the next the next go around, the next team. Okay. Yeah. And so uh when you uh get kind of like to, to peak production with, with what you got, like with what you're running, like what's your plan for like moving a lot of the extras? You got some customers in mind or like what's your plan there? So, so right now I got the two racks with eight, eight bins each. I got another rack with four bins, which are I'm using currently for uh, males and female grow ups. Right. Um, but I just bought everything that I needed to build a 50, a 50 slot maternity rack. And with that maternity rack, I'll really be able to dial in um, how many babies each female is laying. Um, you know, you could kind of see like, so from what I understand, like a female rat, when she starts getting towards the back end of her breeding cycle or her breeding mm -hmm. uh, life, um, the numbers start to decrease, right? So typically you could go anywhere from eight babies, maybe average eight babies per litter, but you could go up to 12, 20 babies per litter. Um, so when I have that maternity rack built and I have a female in each one, um, I'll really be able to dial in on the numbers. Like I can't really explain the numbers to you now because I don't I don't know the numbers right now. Gotcha. Yeah. So um I'm gonna build that rack. Um I'm gonna keep all the other racks that I got and I'm just gonna grow, man. And I'll keep good track of the numbers and I'll I'll keep track of you know production and, and what it's really looking like. Gotcha. So yeah. do you have I, go ahead? Oh, I was just gonna say like so I'll be feeding my own collection, which is only 36 snakes. So I'm clearly going to be producing way more than 36 babies a week. Um, but that's good because I want to take it to a business level. So yeah. like, like I was mentioning, it's like almost a rodent shortage in my general area. So oh, yeah. I, you yeah. Kill. Yeah, yeah, if I could lock you in a few accounts. Free. Yeah, if and I could lock in a few accounts. My bad, go ahead. Now I was going to say, you essentially be feeding your snakes for free. Paying for the cost of your rolling upkeep and probably making a little bit of pocket change on top of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I really haven't even been promoting myself with that yet, but I already have like three people that that I'm fairly confident are going to be um, um, accounts for the rodents. You know, um, Morph Master Jay, he's in the comments. Uh, shout out Morph to Jay. Yeah, shout out to Jay. Morphinary Arts, Brock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's really cool, man. Um, you know, just good people, man. And I'm meeting local people, and that's awesome because it's not yeah. only for the rodent sales, which is great, but it's also building relationships. It's getting to know people that are that are close to me and, and we're in the same hobby. So 
you know, it makes it makes for tight relationships, man. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I actually want to uh touch on that, but before we uh like the community aspect of it, but before mm -hmm. we uh dive too deep on I want to wrap this uh this uh topic up and so with the rodents, um, because that's several colonies, right? So that's a lot of uh that's a lot of work in that space. So do you have like a like a standard weekly routine that you that you're working on kind of creating now that you got kind of like this new uh dynamic, this new um variable um with your keeping? Um, okay, so everything is like basically trial and error, right? I've talked to people and they've let me know like, okay, so to manage your, the smell and the ammonia from the rodents, uh, you need to do this kind of mixture for the beddings and you mix these pellets with, with the hemp and this and that. And okay, uh, that'll last you a week or two weeks or whatever it is. Um, I haven't made it to that point yet because when I bought all the colonies, I the lady that I bought it from gave me a bunch of stuff. She gave me a bunch of bags of food. She gave me a bunch of bales of, of bedding. So I'm just using up what she's giving me. And just and from using perfect. that. Huh? I said that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just using that right now. And what I'm noticing is with just bedding alone, no pellets, no hemp, no anything else, um it, i gotta change it like every four days on the fourth every day four I gotta, days, yeah i gotta change it because that's just things bro gotcha all right and so you you're doing that every four days and then you got your snake routine too so so what's that looking like well i feed the snakes uh once a week um the adults i do every two weeks unless they start building follicles once i see that a female is building because i got the ultrasound right um so i'm able to see like yeah. Man, I got a dinosaur from like 1980 something. Oh yeah, but, I remember. I remember seeing it. Um, I think you got it from like somebody local, like on a Craigslist or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I went on Craigslist. And it worked. Yeah, let me tell you about that real quick. So this is uh, all right. So I'm a firm believer in God. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are. Whoever's in the chat, I don't know. It is what it is. But I believe in God, right? Um, so I believe that God gives you what you really truly want. Um, not just whatever you ask for, but what you actually need and what you actually want, like within, right? So. I had a female that I thought was that had follicles and I didn't know how to palpate. Right. I suck at palpating. I've tried a billion times, bro. Can't figure it out. I don't know. My finger's too big. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Just can't figure it out. I don't know how to do it either, brother. Yeah. I just suck. Right. Um, so I started calling people uh, innocently and ignorantly like, hey, man, you got an ultrasound. I can bring my snake by and maybe you can check this out and we can see how many eggs she got. What size follicles she's at. Da, 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 da. And I got no's from everybody I called. Most people probably had ultrasounds and they just told me no because they're like, who is this stranger calling me with a random snake to come over to my place to ultrasound? So who were you calling? Oh, man. <sighs> Bro, I went on Morph Market and just started calling people within like an hour range of me. Like gotcha. whoever whoever was an hour away from me within an hour <laughs> drive, I was like, yo, 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 yo. So I'm not going to call out any names. I don't honestly don't even remember the names. But uh, that's just an innocent, innocent, ignorant moment of mine. Uh -oh. Yo, what's up? I know you don't know me, but this is Ray. I got some snakes, and I need the ultrasound. I need an ultrasound. <laughs> this is one snake for me, please. Yeah, so I, I see how silly it sounds now, you know. But uh, in the moment, I was just like desperate, you know. Hey, you but, gotta uh, do what you gotta do, bro. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I don't even care, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people where like I don't worry about how I sound to other people. I don't care what other people think about me. You know, I just kind of do me and That's sometimes I'm silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like freedom, you know, because you're not bonded by uh you, there's no bondage of 
what the next person thinks about me you know yeah, 100%, um, bro. yeah. true freedom yeah true freedom man just be yourself and 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 the people that are meant for you will, will gravitate towards you and the people not meant for you they could go gravitate towards somebody else but uh i don't waste my time on negativity and i just i just do what i gotta do but um so yeah after a bunch of no's i was like oh i gotta buy an ultrasound so i started looking at prices these things is like 1200 1500 and i'm like damn i ain't got it to drop on on an ultrasound like that right so i went on craigslist and i was trying to see if i could find a used one and uh there was a used medical supply company that was just posting some random equipment and uh, i called them up and i was like yo do you guys have an ultrasound and they're like yeah we actually just got one in um it's old though and it's big and bulky and i was like i don't care man how much and they were like 400 work <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i was like does it work and he's like yeah and he he sent me video of it working and stuff like that and uh i was like listen man i, I don't have 400 for you i said i got 200 and i'm on my way right now if you say yes and he was like he thought you know probably a few seconds and he's like all right bet come pick it up and uh i went down i drove down to like um by the hollywood casino so it was about it was about 45 minute drive south or okay. hour drive south and uh picked it up this shit weighs like 200 pounds bro it's crazy heavy uh <laughs> but i got it home and i plugged it in and my oldest daughter was pregnant at the time and uh i started practicing on her so i started ultrasounding her belly and we were looking at my granddaughter through the ultrasound oh, that's dope, bro that's dope bro yeah that was actually really cool <clears throat> so we were able to see you know uh, her face and her arms and finger. We're counting all her toes, make sure everything's there and shit, you know? That is um, dope, bro. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but one thing about it was the mouse wasn't working. Um, okay. So I couldn't I couldn't measure things, right? Which is super important. You needed to measure things. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I took it apart and I started dissecting it. And I realized that the mouse rolls on like a sponge, right? When you roll the mouse, it rolls on like a sponge and the sponge spins and that's how everything moves on the screen. So the sponge that the mouse uh, ball rolls on was basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was just like falling apart, right? Gotcha. Uh, so I took, a, I took a, a dish sponge from the sink in the kitchen and I cut the exact size of the sponge that was in there. And then I glued it and taped it together, and then I put it in there, and now it works perfect, bro. I'd be measuring oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm handy like that, man. I love doing DIY stuff. I love fixing stuff. I love all that. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. So is that it behind you? Yeah, that's it right there, man. It's from 1980-something. Okay. It got that yellow tinge to it, too, from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, bro. Hey, get the job done. Yo, get it gets the, the job, job done. done yeah yeah definitely gets the job done actually um so okay so because no everyone said no to me right i ended up selling mm -hmm. a snake to nico and ryan from off-season reptiles this is their first year they just got in like january um of this okay. year so we're coming up on their their full 12 months uh fairly shortly and uh you know i sold them a snake or whatever and then they were like yo you, you have an ultrasound and i was like yeah i do have an ultrasound and I was like, bring your snake over. I'll ultrasound it for you. I'll show you how to do it, this, that, yada, yada, yada. So I, I provided um, the opportunity that other people didn't provide for me. And that's okay. You know, I'm not mad at nobody or anything like that. But I just, I function differently. Um, so they came over. We ultrasound their snakes. Check their follicle sizes. Bro, and they're like me, bro. So after a week, 
I didn't hear from them, right? And I'm like, yo, what's going on, guys? This and that, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yo, we got an ultrasound. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that's dope, <laughs> right? So I'm cheering them on. I'm like, yo, great job, great job. I go over to check it out because they only live like five minutes down the street. And uh, they got a dinosaur like me. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. From the same person or somebody different? Nah, somebody different, man. They just found it and they bought it and it was only like a couple hundred bucks, I think. And, uh, you know, it's big and it's bulky, but the shit works, man. It gets the job done. That's all that matters, man. We can upgrade as we go. Yeah, 100%. Like at the end of the day, you need to do a job is doing that job. Yeah. You see what you need to see. Yeah. Yeah. I can measure my follicles. I know when my girls are ready to go. So that's the thing, right? So like I feed them every two weeks. Yep. I don't have to overwork my males. Yeah. Some males I only pair once or twice, bro. And it's, it's good. Um, but uh, with the females, like I feed them every two weeks. But then when I see that they have, you know, like 10 millimeter, 12, 13 millimeter follicles, I'll throw a male in there with them. And then their their appetite goes sky high, bro. And I'm so you always them. wait. You always wait till you see that they're building. Mm hmm. I wait till you to see it. That- Good. Now I was gonna say, do you ever do like jump off parents? Because I've seen some people, uh, and I've asked a couple people this. I, I like to uh, see what folks' uh, thought process is and like what they think about it. Like I know some people who I talk to, they like to do a jump off parent because they think that um, pairing them encourages mm-hmm. follicle, and then some people will just wait until they see the follicle growth and won't put the male in. So what I've been doing personally is just waiting until I see the follicle growth. That's what I did. Like basically all last season is just wait till I see the follicle growth. Uh, yeah. This year, I think I'm going to try a little bit of both, but more waiting until I see the follicle growth. But it might be a couple, like two or three, uh, that I kind of like do some jump off pairs and kind of see how that worked for me. Um, what's so, your thoughts? So um, with new females, first time breeders, I'll do a jump off pairing, but with the male that I want to pair them to. Right, just in case they actually lock. Because last thing you want to do is do a jump off pairing with a, a, a random male. Yeah. And then you end up with a clutch that you didn't even want. Right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to to new female breeders, I'll I'll do a jump off just to try to get them going, and then I'll keep track of the follicle growth or I'll ultrasound them a few weeks later and see how it's looking. Uh, for the females that have already bred and already have already had clutches, uh, they're fairly in a rhythm. You know, um, I, I forgot exactly what the time frame is, but it's like six. I think it's like six months um, after they lay their clutch that they'll start building again. Uh, if anybody if I'm saying that wrong, I don't remember if it was six months or not. But um, if anybody knows, you could throw that. Yeah, in the chat. It, it's roundabouts. And I think it uh it varies like from female to female, like from what I've heard and then kind of like what I've seen mm-hmm. um, is it's different for different females. Right. So. Right. um actually had a female last season double clutch right like within a 12 month time span right so now yeah, i've heard that too in the same calendar year but within a 12 month time span she dropped mm-hmm. two clutches. i think she dropped six or seven in her first clutch actually got her from um matt from ebony and ivory reptile so shout out to the homie big e uh she laid for him and she laid for him if i'm if i'm getting the 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 time frame right like the fall ish or so of 2021 and then he sold her to me um i got her in like early spring late winter 2022 Mm -hmm. grew up some and i just happened to uh ultrasound her one day i was like wow 
shit, like 11. That's crazy because I didn't expect to see anything because it was like fairly quick. I was like, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So I threw a mail in there and then ultrasound are like three weeks later and shit, like 18, 19, something crazy like that. That's like, yeah. wow. Like she growing aggressively, like quick, quick, quick. And like she just, she, she just grew aggressively and she dropped the clutch, seven good eggs. And so um, nice. she's going to get this year off. But yeah, like it depends. Yeah, um, I've I've noticed that uh, some female, you know, it depends on the female. Some females grow follicles really quick, like you say, and it'll be, it'll be ten, fifteen. Next thing you know, they're at twenty five. Next thing you know, they're at forty, and it's like, whoa, that was fast, right? And then yeah. some, it's like fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <17 laughs> you're like, come on, man, <laughs> come on, Stop man, move fast. Yeah, you know, it is clutching freaking nine months. What's going on? That's how my Mojave hypo did me, bro. Like, so um, I was <laughs> this pairing was the uh really like jumpstart our uh hypo pod project, right? And so I yeah. had a OD inchy lemon blast pod paired with um a Mojave hypo female, right? And so I just wanted to get some double hit uh babies in that uh in that um project, you know what I'm saying, and just yeah. really kind of build from there. And so I was really anticipating this clutch, I was looking forward to getting into this project. And she built like super, super <laughs> <slow>. <laughs> right? It's always the ones you want, right? That's like, come on, man, so, bro. And like, it was just like, all right. So I'm at, I'm at twelve. Now I'm at twelve and a quarter. <laughs> I'm at sixteen. <laughs> and bro, it was like just this long process. And then towards the end of the process, like she kind of sped up, right? So she started like building, like. At a at a um at a faster pace, right? And so went through it. She 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 laid eight nine. It was that clutch I posted on there. I don't know if you saw it, but like eight nine slugs, just completely slugged oh, out. No, I've had like, that. Oh man, like you made me wait for a whole clutch full of slugs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, I'm only laughing because I I've been through it this year, man. This chick laid me a whole clutch of just slugs, man. I was like, no. <laughs> And it was a double head too. It was a, it was a banana pod to a Mojave hypo, and okay. uh, so I was excited, man. I was like, yeah, let's get some some double head hypo pods. And, so your female uh, was a Mojave hypo too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, Mojave. man, the Mojave hypos, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> she was stressing me out, bro. I'm just kidding because uh-huh. that other girl who built fast, who I was telling you about, she was Mojave hypo too. Like I got two of them. Oh, so, nice, man. It's yeah, so beautiful, I, ain't it? But I love it, bro. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a dope combo. I really like it. Like, I'm a, I'm a hypo hypo guy. But that's yeah, I love hypo, really man. Like. I think oh, hypo yeah. looks great as adults, man. That's be- they're beautiful. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, people sleep on hypo. I don't know why, but people sleep on hypo, bro. Like, hypo look good, like, from, from hatchling to adult. It's, it looks good the whole time, in my opinion. Yeah, those are bandwagon people, bro. Oh, I don't like no... Oh, big dogs don't like hypo. I don't like hypo either. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like hypo is having like somewhat of a resurgence now, and yeah, I feel like I, agree. I feel like it's going to just be even more so in the future, right? And so, yeah, that's for sure. One my, that's one of, if not my favorite project that I'm working is the hypo clown project. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, hypo clowns are hot, bro. DG hypos hot, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real clear. hypo it's pods more. hot, bro. Yeah. Yeah, uh, even uh genetic stripe hypos, bro, those look good. So and then DG hypo clowns. Like I want I want to yeah. work on a project too. 
that's gonna yeah. be super dope. Like that's that shit I do, uh, like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's gonna be some shit I'm gonna be working too. So yeah, yeah. So speaking of projects, um, what projects are you in? Um, so I'm Exanthic Clown. I love Exanthic stuff, bro. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and that's gonna be the foundation uh for what I got moving forward. So okay. I got yeah, I got the genetic stripe, um, I got hypo, I got pod, I got DG, all females. Um, I picked up that super blade. Um, yeah, true ghost is dope. Emilio, uh, my bad. Lost my train of thought. Um Are you good? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I picked up that super blade. Exanthic clown from Emilio. Dude is a stunner, bro. I'm so in love with it. Some people don't like reduced patterns. I love reduced patterns. So I'm gonna stop you right there. So we had a question, and and I and I've heard this before, uh, but Jason put a question in the chat earlier that I was gonna circle back to. So this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah, let's do it. Ask you how you identify the blades. Ooh, identify the blades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell us why they call you Mr. Blade, Ray Blade. Okay. All right, look. So I'm not a pro. I am not a fuck. Listen, disclaimer, <laughs> everybody. I am not a blade pro. I am a blade apprentice. Okay. So I'm just <laughs> learning. I'm just learning. I can only truly identify it in clown. I be I'm learning though. I, I'm really actually uh putting in the work to try to figure out how to really recognize it in, in non-clown projects. So that way I could really speak on it like as if I was a pro, you know. Um, but I'm not a pro. All right, but uh, so blade and clown, two dots, one dot on, on top of each eye, right? At the dorsal, uh, right behind the head, at the beginning of the neck, um, it looks very jagged. It almost looks like, like if somebody took a knife in in like paper or something, and just went like this. So it's very jagged, right at the dorsal, right behind the head, and then also, um. Towards the back end of the dorsal, like t by the tail, it looks like a serrated edge. So like a steak knife. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it looks like a steak knife. Now, if, if we're talking now, that's in clown. That's how I identify it in clown, right? Um how you identify a single gene blade. So um a single gene blade. See, I don't even know yet. I can't tell you. But uh in the clowns, people think, oh, because there's alien heads. It doesn't have blade but what they don't understand is that a single gene blade in a combo will still have alien heads the alien heads will be a little wider it looks more like a molar like a like a tooth right like a molar it's thick okay. um the the eyes in the alien heads will be super small if if they're even there right but there still will be alien heads it'll just be a thick alien head right now the super blade that thing cleans the whole snake out, bro. Like clean, like just a dorsal stripe, maybe a couple teardrops here and there, but that's it. Um, so that's it in clown. So but, where are you going with your blade clown stuff? Um, so I like really clean snakes. I'm an artist at heart. You know, I've been an artist my whole life since I was a kid. Um, so I like clean. Looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you do that too, right? Yeah, yeah, I've done tests since I was like 16. I was a scratcher uh, for most of my younger years, you know, just doing that's my scratcher. Thing. What does that mean? Yeah, that's what, they, that's what they call somebody who's not working at a shop and they just, they oh, just, God. Yeah, that's just that's what they're out there doing that thing. Um, 
but I'm an artist at heart, man, and I, I love beautiful art, and um, I just feel like Super Blade and the Clown Exanthic is just so stunning, bro. Um, also, Blade um, is a lightning gene, in a sense. It's like an enhancer uh, in the sense that it brightens up the sides and kind of raises this, like, white up from the bottom. Um, so that's another thing to look for in Blade. I'm actually going to do a, a Blade video, right? And, okay. and really kind of dive deep into it. What's up? A YouTube video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it on YouTube and I'll put it on Rumble and uh, I'll put it on uh, Instagram. And I just started okay. a Facebook. I, I never liked Facebook, but for business purposes, it makes too much sense, man. There's a lot of people on there that aren't on Instagram or Rumble or YouTube. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm kind of slow with the Facebook stuff, but, you know, everything takes time, bro. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And yeah. There ain't no reason to rush it, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you say, everything takes time. You gotta, you gotta yeah. order your up, so to speak. Yeah, you gotta pace yourself, man. You can't be just yeah. hitting the gas full throttle all all the time. Um, yeah, as long as you're making progress, right? Because like, I mean, you just make a little bit of change, you know what I'm saying? Over time, and you keep like compounding that change, make some yep. change, make some change, make some change, make some change. Yeah. If that I'm better tomorrow, yeah, one hundred percent. If I'm better tomorrow than I than I was today, then then I'm doing good and I'm succeeding. You right. know, um, right. and and when you look at the longevity of that, it's three hundred sixty five days in a year. That's right. a little bit of change three hundred sixty five times. That's a big difference when you look back from the beginning. Yeah, if you get one percent better every day, you're gonna be thirty seven times better by the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, it's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. man. But people don't think like that, you know. Um, but uh, real quick to talk about the blade stuff. Um, I'm not a pro. By any means, um, I do talk to people that are extremely knowledgeable on Blade. Um, they have it in their collection. They've found it in snakes that they've bought from other people and, and you know, said things or whatever. But I'm just more vocal about it than they are, right? So I'm over here like, Blade, 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 and uh, they're not. So to everybody in the community, they're like, oh, Ray, you're the Blade guy. But really, I'm not the Blade guy. I'm just an apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just an apprentice, man. But uh, what I'm going to do with the video is um, I'm going to jump on Morph Market, and I'm okay. not going to I'm not going to call out anybody's names or anything like that of people that have Blade and not mentioning it. Uh, what I'm going to do is pull up snakes that are listed as Blade, and then show people um, this is the effect that Blade is having in this combo. This is the effect that Blade is having in that combo, and it's not like you know. I'm not going to be selling anything that has blade for at least another three, four years. You know what I mean? Because I still got to grow up all these double and triple. I got to, I got to get the clutches of doubles and triple heads and then I got to right. raise them up. Right. Right. So I don't have any like ulterior motive to get blade out there, but my main focus with it is, um, I'm a truther, right? So back in the day, people just stopped mentioning blade and it's in so many people's collections. Oh yeah, and I feel I feel like we deserve the right to to be able to identify it and to know that we have that because you got people out here with clowns calling it reduced clowns, right? I got reduced pattern clown. No man, you got a blade clown, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, some people think they got this this mystery gene. You know, I asked somebody, yo, this is a mystery gene in my in my snakes. It's not mystery, man. It's a blade, bro. I'm sorry to tell you <laughs> if you don't like blade, but it's blade. Look at it. Let me show you. You know, um, I've had a lot of people hit me up in the DMs and be like, 
Ray, I can't unsee the blade now. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Nobody knows it. But so I, I just feel like people deserve the right to know what it is that they're looking at. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So Gershon asked, um, you going to make a, a DIY rat rat build video? Oh, no, nah, man. I'd be too frustrated during that shit <laughs> to make a video about it. <laughs> Bro, getting poked by that damn chicken wire is the worst. <laughs> so, if you um, haven't built a rat rack, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, but I can imagine. I can only yeah. imagine, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are you? What else are you planning to do with your YouTube? Um, kind of on this social media journey, and kind of talk about kind of your strategy right now for social media. I know it's evolving over time, but talk about where you're at with it right now. Yeah, sure, man. So, I originally started an account um on Instagram for the snakes, uh, you know, six seven years ago, and um, I was doing good, man. I was up to like five thousand and some change followers. Um, nice. snake people, not snake people. It was wonderful. Right. And uh, I was picking up traction. And then I posted a snake that only had one eyeball. And I said it innocently. I was like, look at my one eyed snake and the algorithm. <laughs> that. They deleted my shit, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't dispute it. They didn't give me my stuff back and I had to start fresh again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that, that was my big mistake. Don't say things that, that you can think if what you're saying is sounds perverted before you say it. Like I was being mad innocent though. I I literally hatched out a snake that only had one eye. And I was like, yo, look at my like, one eye snake. Literally a one-eyed snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's literally a one-eyed snake. Like, what am I supposed to say? Um, but I guess I could have worded it different or something. I don't know. Uh so I lost <laughs> that yeah, I lost that account and um I started this new one that everybody um sees now. And uh I was just posting pictures and you know, not really doing too much of putting myself out there. Um, but I, I decided consciously this year, cause you always hear people say it, man, like you got to get your name out there before you start yeah, producing yeah. dope snakes so that when it comes time to produce the dope snakes, it's easy for you to sell it because people trust you to send yeah. you $5,000 to send you $10,000, you know? Um, so I made the conscious choice to, to get out of my comfort zone and to get real uncomfortable and, uh, put myself in front of the camera and and start commenting on people's stuff and start sharing people's things and and just showing people who I am man and and that's all I can do you know I can't put on a front it feels uncomfortable and unnatural to do that true, um, true. you know so I might curse and some people might not like that I might put on some some hood rat gangster music on my reel and some people might not like that uh, but hey. then I'll yeah it is what it is this is me and uh, you're gonna get me authentically man i had a business account at first like a like whatever category it was but i couldn't get no good music like like not no no known artists so i switched it over to like a creator account and bro that's been like life changing for me on, on instagram bro like yeah everybody, right everybody was posting like dope songs like you, you posting like dre stuff and god damn now in the game jay-z just all that bro and like I'm posting like I mean some of the songs was good, don't get me wrong, but like it wasn't I the had, full spectrum of what yeah, you could like, have. I had nearly the I didn't have nearly the selection that everybody else had. So I had to switch my account type. But I was um I didn't know at first, like I didn't know if I should do it, like is this gonna affect my account in some kind of way? So I had to look into that and make sure everything was copacetic with that. And then once I felt good about it, I just switched it over, but it was the best thing I could have done. 
Yeah, I originally didn't even think about creator or business account. And then uh, I found out that you could do that and switch it up. So I made a business account like you did. And I started making reels and stuff. And I'm noticing that some of the songs that I had used are not playing now. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like they they deleting the music after people use it. Like what is even happening? And uh, I think it was Gershon that I heard talking about it. Or maybe it was Dre. Um, either way, um, they said that business accounts, like you mentioned, you know, you're limited to what kind of music you could listen to or put on your reels or your stories or whatever. And yeah. uh, so I, I switched it from a business to a creator account like you did. And now we got free range to ride out on whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right out. That was live. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like when it comes to music, right? So my appearance would make you think that all I listen to is hip hop and rap, right? What kind of that's music cool. are you into? I, I love rock music. I love rap music from the 90s right and the early 2000s um i like classical music you know i like jazz music i like christian music i love my 88.1 on the radio station over here where i stay at it's all christian music you know i love my jesus music bro um i i like a lot of different stuff bro like what, I'm, what do you what do you think kind of like about like who you are uh kind of contributes to such a diverse like uh musical palette like like what makes you like so growing up you take towards all that yeah growing up um you know in school whether it be middle school or high school uh there's always cliques right so you got your skater group you got your your grunge group you got your hip-hop heads you got your sports heads you got your fashionistas and all that you know uh prints what do you call them prissy girls whatever it is what are the fashionistas? I don't know them, but I was witching to you said you know the ones that are all into like fashion and 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 the new hot shit that's out and all this other stuff. Okay, you know, okay, you know, okay. Um, gotcha. But this is the thing, right? So I was never in a specific group. I was always the one that was friends with everyone, bro. I was friends with every group that there was. I have friends that were metalhead wearing chains and black makeup, and then I was friends with the skaters that were you know long hair with you know those big cargo pants that like covered their whole shoe you remember that back in the day people rocking that yeah oh yeah um yeah. then i was friends with the gangsters i was friends with the drug dealers i was friends with the nerds i was friends with everybody man because that's just my personality you know yeah. so i was introduced to a lot of different types of music because you know the skaters are listening to alternative uh then you got the grunge kids that dress all crazy listening to metallica and and you know slayer and stuff like that then you got the hip-hop kids listening to, you know, Jay-Z. And, and that's really where I started was hip hop. Um, but I didn't seclude myself to just that type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's important too, like to be able to, you know what I'm saying, interact with all those different types of people, you know what I'm saying? Especially early on, right? Because that's what you're going to encounter in a lot of times um, is different groups of people. So it's important to be able to interact with those kinds of people, you know what I'm saying? Because that doesn't just limit you to like, one specific group one specific like thought process one specific mindset and i think yeah, like, very limiting. exactly like and so like di diversity is a strength right and so like diversity in organizations diversity in friend groups diversity in cities and even diversity within the individual person you know what i'm saying like that's a strength yeah. and so yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's dope um like, i used to get people to um i used to get people that would ask me like like, yo, Ray, why you like hanging out with these people over here or these people over here? And it's because you're so, yeah. they would ask me that because they're so closed-minded. 
and they don't see the value in knowing those people. They say, oh, well, you know, they don't listen to rap and they don't dress like we dress and they don't do what we yeah. do. So why are yeah. you hanging out with that? Right. But to me, I'm like, yo, have you talked to them? They're freaking cool, man. Like, yo, go check them out. So growing up, I was always tall, but I was very skinny. Um, but I was the type that would um, I would bully the bullies. Does that make sense? Yeah, that made perfect sense. Yeah. Like, I don't like that shit, bro. I don't like people uh, picking on weaker people because they know they can. So if I right. ever saw that in school or in social gatherings and stuff like that, I'd make sure, yo, now you my target. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that's how I function, man. Like, you know, care about people and take care of people. And it is what it is. True, true, true. All right. So, bro, you've been doing reptile thing about eight years now. And so I imagine there's been some inflection points that kind of like changed your trajectory and like kind of how you approach the whole game. So speak to some of like those defining moments uh, in your reptile keeping experience so far. I would say I would say um, it really came like like three years ago, uh, maybe going on four now um, where I wanted to get into projects. I didn't have a bunch of money. Right. Uh, so I couldn't just be out there buying you know, all the new hot shit. I had to figure out how to utilize what I had and, and make it work the best I could for me. Okay. Um, so I had a banana pod male. Um, um, he was like 500 bucks or something like that, you know? Excuse me. Um, I had the uh, calico genetic stripe female and I was trying to figure out what kind of project I could do with my collection that maybe wasn't being done so much you know um i didn't want to do a pie to a pie i didn't want to do a genetic stripe to a genetic stripe you know because i feel mm -hmm. like that's just what everyone else is doing so let me try to maneuver a little differently so i looked up uh genetic stripe pod combos there's only like there was, at the time there was only like one or two total uh sold and uh, uh for sale and uh i was like all right well i got the ingredients and the ones that I have seen don't have any codoms in it. So at least I could have banana and calico in the mix. And okay. Let me, let me make some double heads. So I put those two together and I ended up with 10 eggs and um, six males, four females. I held back the four females and two males and uh, I raised them up over the last like three years. And this year was the first year that I actually started pairing them together to make the double okay. visual. Okay. Um, I, damn, I'm so close to the camera because I'm looking at you. But so did you? Uh... <laughs> I, I forget that it's like right here. Yeah, close <laughs> and personal with Ray Blade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at my pores, guys. My cat bit my nose today. I went. I picked her up to kiss her, and she fucking bit my nose. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah. So so this year was the first year that I actually got to put a double head to double head and go for the okay. double visual. Um, unfortunately. Which I thought I did hit it, bro. I cut I cut the eggs on Hair Down Friday, and I thought I hit it, bro. I was so confident. And then uh, after it came out the egg, that confidence started getting lower and lower and lower. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I reached out to some big dogs, and they let me know, like, yo, that's actually not a G-stripe pie. That's just a pie. And when you hatching these snakes, bro, hope is a hell of a drug, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm a poker player, bro. I like to gamble, right? It'll have you say whatever you want to see. Like, yeah, bro, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, bro. That's, I mean, look at the stripe. 
Look at the stripe. I see the white <laughs> and I see the stripe. It's a genetic stripe pie. But uh <laughs> but it's actually not, man. It's not, man. Uh I gotta be realistic and I, I can't live in La La Land. And uh from the from the from the bigger breeders that, that explain some things to me, I start doing more research and um you know, I'm my confidence that it is a double visual is not there anymore. It's more of a realism that you know there's some things that are not making sense, uh -huh. even though it even though it looks genetic stripe, it's not. And the reason I say that is because the eye stripe, right? So the eye stripe on majority of gen. I went on Morph Market and I looked at just genetic stripe. I just typed in genetic stripe. I must have looked at 500 different snakes, bro, easily, and I would say 99% of them have this one trait, and that's where the the yellow eye stripe. That goes towards the back of the head um it doesn't cut off it actually like blends out into the dorsal of the top of the neck unfortunately my banana calico pie does not have that it has a super cut off it's clean very cut off uh, eye stripe so i gotta take it for what it's worth and uh, how many uh, shots did you have at it this year only one, only one, man. I got um, I got this one female that's like twenty six hundred grams, bro. She just will not build follicles for me. I don't know what her problem is. But in theory, next year you might have like, or this coming season you might have what four shots, like four yeah. clutches. Yeah, I'll have. Yeah, I'll have four clutches to go with it. Um, I had a calico yeah. female, one in three four odds, one in sixty four odds. Oh, uh, it's when you. When you break it down, it was a uh, four and sixty-four odds, but when you break that down, it's one and sixteen. Okay, double hit, double hit, one and sixteen. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So oh, uh, you know, and we're good, gonna bro. keep, yeah. we're just gonna keep pumping it, man, until we till we get what we're looking for. Yeah, you playing playing the numbers game. Yeah, you are gonna hit it. So yeah, yeah. I don't recall seeing any um any uh genetic strike pods. So describe what those look like. So just a genetic stripe pod. Um, it's very golden in color. Um, it's very like the head color. and uh, it's like golden. It's like a golden okay. looking color, right? And um, what else? Um, that's really it's not it's not too crazy impressive or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, but there hasn't been anything really done with it. So. That was my go-to. That was my reasoning to even try that that pairing, uh, because there is no codoms in it. You can't look it up and see codoms in anything. Uh, so I was like, "Yo, I got a couple codoms. Let me try that out. See what happens, and, and go from there." Um, but just the genetic stripe pod by itself is basically a pod, but like with a golden-looking head and like golden-looking saddles. So instead of being dark brown and black, it's just like very. Uh, I guess gold is like it's like golden. That's the only way I could really describe it, to be honest with you. Gotcha. And so how many clutches did you have last year? And how many? Uh, last, year? last last year or like last year, well, uh, this year? I guess this year is wrapping up. This season is wrapping up technically. It was probably like like six. Six, six. seven. I mean, how many were you shooting for? Um, I didn't have a number like that, man. I didn't I didn't have um a number where I was like, yo, I want to hit 15 clutches, you know what I mean, or anything like that. I was just like, let me pair these up. You know, like How I said, I, got, uh, I think I paired like like eight females or nine females. So yeah, I guess that's what I was going for, like eight or nine clutches. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing too too crazy. You but, said um, seven or six? 
Yeah, it was like six or seven. It was spread out though, man. So some people have like seasons where like all their clutches come within like a two, three month time frame. Um, I just got a clutch like a week or two ago. Okay. You know, and that was an exantic to the Mojave hypo. So I'm going for those double head true ghosts, which Emilio brought up earlier. Um, so yeah, like I had clutches that were dropping at the beginning of January. I went uh, to Orlando on a family uh, trip to Disney um, at the end of December, and I had a clutch that had just pipped as we were leaving, and I had my sister-in-law come to my house and she was checking on everything for me. And then when I got back, I got Good. another clutch. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, she don't even like snakes, bro. She'd be skeeved out by them. But well, I was just about to say, you lucky to have somebody who you can have stop by. Yeah, 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 man. She held it down. So shout out to Kirsty. Love you, girl. Sister-in-law. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, so I had that clutch, and that was uh, already hatched out by the time I got back. And then I had another clutch that was pipping out a week or two later after the new year had started. And then um, the next clutch after that was, like, the all-slug clutch, which fucking broke my heart because uh, I was going for the hypopod, the double-head hypopods. Um you know, and then um, just spread out, man. It's spread. I like it like that, though, because it, if everything came at one shot, man, it, you know, I'd be seeing people stressed out. Man. Yeah, that'd be hard to manage. Yeah. yeah. Like mine, so, like, as far as, like, clutches that hit the ground in 2022, my first uh, clutch to hit the ground in 2022 hatched in late July. Late July, early August, right? That was your first clutch. And... Yeah, yeah. And then my my last clutch to hit the ground in 2022 won't hatch until early January. So it was kind of spread out. And then I yeah. just had clutches like in between those. So I mean that was spread out over quite over several months. And so yeah. But it's good like that. I like it like that, you know? Because you're not dealing with, you know, I hear some people they're like, Yeah, I want 30 clutches uh this season and they're they're you know, they have a short time frame and it's like, yo, do you realize how many babies that is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think at least not right now, based on how my life set up, I can't handle 30 clutches right now, especially yeah. not 30 clutches all at the same time. So I, yeah, was, I was thankful it was spread out, even though it was really kind of backloaded somewhat. Um, But it was at least kind of spread out some and yeah. it was kind of like a, a step because the year before I had one clutch. Right. And so like, that was easy, and so it was a little bit of yeah. getting your feet wet. Probably wasn't even getting your feet wet, just dipping your toe in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and this year we had 10 clutches, so that was like a, a, a significant like leap from 1 to 10. And I was glad it was spread out like over the year. And like yeah, I, said, I mean, even, even 10 clutches, that's 60 babies, man, at minimum, uh, average. Yeah, yeah. That's and a so lot. We got, we got uh we got three clutches in the incubator. One is uh, cut and the baby's still crawling out whatnot. And then we got, I got a one egg clutch in the incubator and I'm hoping she liked the all gender female because that was another <laughs> one. That, uh, so my last three clutches of the year, I had the Mojave Hypo um, that I put with that pie combo male. She slugged out. Mm-hmm. And then I had another clutch, which really... I mean, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't even, um, I probably shouldn't even um, did that pairing in hindsight because I'm really not going to be holding anything back. Mm. But um, I did do the pairing. And so all that, that whole clutch probably going to be for sale. 
In fact, yeah. I know that whole clutch is going to be for sale. And then I had uh, this most recent clutch, which was the inchy red stripe Batman paired with the super pastel butter desert ghost female. And I was hoping to get like some nice double head hold backs. And Enchi red stripe. Say, I'm sorry. Say that pair one more time. Enchi red stripe. Batman. Batman. Oh, nice. Yeah. And a super pastel butter DG. Um, mm. I experienced another male early in the year, which is a whole nother story about that male that I'm not quite ready to share yet because I'm still figuring out some, some details about it. But uh, stay tuned. Um, in the next week or two, I'm gonna be ready to like kind of like do a synopsis uh, of what's going on with that male and that pair. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, six eggs from that girl, five slugs, one good egg. Oh man. And so I'm hoping that that one good egg is the all gene or female or something close to it. Something dope that I want to so hold. So the all gene is going to be a, 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 a leopard, spot nose, anchi, pastel, lesser. Am I missing one? Red stripe. Red stripe. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Double head. DG clown. Damn. Yeah. Boy, I pray for you, bro. I hope you get that. I hope I get some or something close, and I and I hope it's a girl. Period. Point blank. I was just I about to ask you: You want to be a male or female? I want a girl. Like, please, I need a girl from that one. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Like, I was I was really looking forward to that clutch. I was really looking forward to hopefully getting like two to three females that I can hold back. But I mean, that's how the game go. You know. What I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's it. You gotta roll with the punches, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah. So if you don't hit what you were looking for, if you don't get what you were looking for out of that one egg, because you got long odds, bro, that's a gamble, super gamble. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna go for that same parent again next season. Yeah. So really, like, if it's any female, like any female, pretty much. I mean, I'm not too stoked about like a pastel um, DG clown or pastel double head DG clown, but um, probably any female from that, I probably hold back. Yeah. But um. Preferably, I would want something with a little bit more codoms in the mix. I haven't yeah, decided what I'm gonna do yet uh, next year in terms of, of like that pairing, because I do have a Mojave Hypo Clown male that I was thinking about doing, knowing that I, I would get some bells out of that pairing most likely. But I would know that they're double hit um, Hypo Clown. I mean, double hit uh, or triple hit. I'm sorry. Yeah, so triple hit uh, DG Hypo Clown. And so, like, I'm like, and I would know that they're all pastel, right? So they would all be pastel because she's super pastel. I might have some bells, which would be um, Mojave butters, and then they would all be like triple heads, right? Because it's a double visual male, and then it's the the DG female. And so, so everything guaranteed pastel if it's a bell, and then if it's a bell, you know it's Mojave and butter together, so that's automatically three codoms, and then it's automatically triple head because everything is visual. Yeah, and so that's why I wasn't like super like hesitant about like trying that, but yeah, I don't know yet. Um, I'm still like thinking about what I'm gonna do with that girl for next yeah, year. Yeah, you can't be too upset with that, man, because at the end of the day, Pastel and DG are match made in heaven, bro. You know, and uh, to have a, a Blue Eye Lucy um, with Mojave and Butter, like to put those with the DG Hypo and Clown, like either way, that's it's all good. That's all good. Good news. Yeah. 100%. So somebody in the chat who um who blew do me a favor and, and delete the uh triple x stuff. I appreciate it. <laughs> you see it? Can you yeah. see it? <laughs> hey man, some of these guys might need that link, bro. 
fire yourself a hot girl. I would advise y'all not to the link. I love this plan, man. I love this plan. <laughs> Do not click the link. Step away from the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wild. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that female yet, bro. Um, but I was thinking about like doing something to get into, uh, to do, do something to get into that project. But I got some other like avenues into uh, the DG Hypo Clown project, and so I don't necessarily have to go that route. Right, so I'm still trying to figure out like what I'm gonna do next year. I don't know. I might run that same parent back to be honest. That's the I beauty mean, of what we do, Mike. Is that there's so many different avenues that we could take, man. There's so many different combos that we could create. There's so many different genetics that we could play with. It's like an artist's dream, and that's the thing, man. Like if you're breeding snakes, you are an artist. That is yeah. art. You know, you got to create that Maybe in your not. mind first. If you're one of those people, you got to create that in your mind first, and then bring it bring it to life. And then, you know, that's how we express our art through these animals. And it's beautiful. Living art. Living, living art, bro. So um, yeah. speaking of uh, like next year and parents and, and all that and projects and stuff. So what you looking forward uh, to next year in terms of like pushing your projects forward? I know you got the the, the um, G-Strike Pod stuff you're going to be working with. But uh, are you going to be doing any pairings in the like the Azanthic stuff and Azanthic oh. clones? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, it won't. It probably won't be at the beginning of the year because uh, I still got to okay. get my little man up to size. Um, okay. But uh, this is so. That's why I said to you before was like Exanthic Clown is going to be the foundation, and let me break it down for you real quick. Um, so it'll be the Super Blade, um, Exanthic Clown to G Stripe to Hypo to Pied, um, to DG. Um, what else? Um. I don't know if I'm gonna do the lavender. I might hold the lavender grow for maybe like get a sunset and go for the lavender sunset uh, double head clutch. But um, once I have that down and I have all these double and triple head armies um, growing up, uh, once I start creating the visuals, then that's where the next step of my master my master raid plan for alluring serpents is gonna come into effect, right? Because now everything is gonna be let's say I start hitting these these double and triple visuals, right? So just as an example, hypothetical, I got the, the Exanthic Clown Genetic Stripe. We won't even talk about the codons, right? But now I also got Exanthic Clown Pied, right? So now I put the Exanthic Clown G-Stripe to the Exanthic Clown Pied. I make all Exanthic Clowns that are double het for G-Stripe and Pied. You know what I mean? True. So I'll do... I'll do the same thing with the DG and the hypo, or maybe I'll do the DG and the G stripe, or you know what I mean? So there's a short term goal, which is build up the hat army. Um, the longer goal after that is to, you know, try to get the, the visuals, obviously. And then the longer goal after that is to start breaking down the foundation where everything is exactly clowns, but it's also double hats. So double visual, double hats with codoms mixed in. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so, um, speaking of like the codoms and, and whatnot, uh, what are your thoughts on like kind of like the more speculative, pricier codoms, like stuff like Stranger right now? So Stranger been carrying like a pretty high price uh, for a while now, right? Do you think um, Stranger is at a good price right now um, in terms of like investing? I'll be what honest with you. I I have zero focus on codoms right now 
um, I'm, I'm so hyper-focused on the recessives that I don't even know what the prices are for some of these amazing codoms that are out there. Um, just to be fair and honest with you, like, I can't tell you what, yeah, I can't tell you what that goes for right now. Right. Um, do I think strangers a beautiful gene? Absolutely. Um, but I haven't done research on it because it's not where my direction is, is it's not the direction that I'm taking. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just focused on the recessives right now. I want to get super deep into double and triples and, and, you know, eventually set myself up for the quads. Like, yeah, obviously I want to put codoms into stuff. I got leopard, I got redhead, I got spot nose, I got, you know, pastel, I got blade. Um, you know, I got Anchi. you know, I got like, I got codoms, but it's just not my focus yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I heard, uh, and I didn't see it, but somebody told me about it. But I heard uh, Will Banks had some Stranger Clown Mills on sale for like Black Friday or something like that. For like Man. the logo, uh, relatively speaking, for, for Stranger Clown Mills. I think it was like $2,250 or something like that. A whole bunch of Stranger Clown Mills, which is which is, which is is pretty low. You know what I'm saying? Like compared yeah, to what you were. I wish I had it. Yeah. 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 Listen, man. Let's talk about let's talk about recession real quick. Just to just because we're talking about Black Friday deals and all these uh, Bogo deals and all this other stuff. So, uh, you got some bigger names, you know, putting some info out there. Um, there's two types. There's the type that uh, feeds the fear mongering, and they kind of like CNN, and they're like, "Yo, brace yourself, you know, hold on to your seatbelts and don't pair too much and this and that and whatever." And that's cool, you know, to each their own. That's his opinion. And then you got other big dogs that are like, yo, now is the time to buy. Like, prices are dropping. Now's the time to invest. Now's the time to get your money in because the prices are low. The market's going to go up and down. It's what it does every every few years or whatever, you know. Um, and that's where my mindset is um, more than the other way. Um, so I wish I had 20 stacks right now because I would be buying all kinds of fun, crazy stuff because it's, it is so low. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, feel, I feel like those two scenarios you just said really kind of part of the same um, school of thought in a way. Right. So so like the first one in terms of like not pairing too much right now. Um, right now, I have seen like some of the more like readily available, like like lower end state snakes, um, at least from a market perspective, lower end snakes. They aren't from what I've seen moving as quickly, at least not on morph market and stuff like that. And you are um, seeing like a, a slowdown with those, at least from like people who I've talked to and just kind of like what, what I'm seeing. And so I feel like that's kind of like one reaction to like the recession is like really focused on like your bet, like the best of the best of your parents. Right. So and really be like setting yourself up for the future. And yeah. then, in terms of like now is a good time to buy i think that's kind of like recognizing the fact that you know what i'm saying the market's down and so like a lot of folks like seeing the slowdown uh like what we just spoke about and like people are getting out and they're dropping prices and stuff like that so i feel like you you can you can really find some deals right now and yeah. by doing that stuff focusing on your best of the best of the best kind of stuff and then also like acquiring snakes at a deal right because that's i mean that's what that's what folks do you know what i'm saying like during recessions it's a good time to buy because at the end of the day you want to you want to get like quality stuff at the best price and yeah, hopefully like the stock market bro you buy low and you sell high, bro. Sell high. 
And so like, I feel like both of those are kind of good strategies, you know what I'm saying? For like kind of dealing with the market as, so, as it is today. So do you feel like it's a slowdown in the market or you feel like everything just pumping? Cause I feel like back in the day, like when I first got in and obviously I'm, I'm speaking as somebody who just really kind of stepped into this in 2020. Right. And so like mm -hmm. I stepped into this when like it was just it was hot. Right. The government was pumping money into the economy. Basically, yep. you just post a snake. Say, hey, I got a snake. And you got 10 people in your DM with money saying, take my money, take my money. And like they literally meant like take my money, take my money. And everybody was buying up stuff like even in some of the groups that I've been in, you know, what I'm saying like I've noticed just like a change of like folks like steadily posting like oh i just i just picked up this 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 i don't see that as much as i saw it two years ago even one year ago um yeah so here's, what I, here's what i think man i think um okay so i got some friends who are killing the game right now they're killing it they're making sales they're making money but here's the difference between them and the people that are not making too much money is they putting in the work man they're hustling, bro. They're going to every show. They're on social media. They're reaching out to people. They're producing dope animals, right? So a lot of big breeders, um, and I'll just say big breeders because it's not anybody really specific that I'm talking about, but in general, if you're used to selling 2,000 snakes a year, right, and now this year you're only selling 1,200 or maybe 1,100, this might be a, a recession to you because you your numbers are crazy low in comparison right so it's a recession right. to you right right now if you're producing 300 snakes and you're selling all 300 snakes what recession are you talking about exactly exactly right so it's a numbers game so you got some people saying it's a recession because they're not moving stuff now you got to also think um when it comes to the pet trade okay the pet trade is not out there buying 200 300 snakes right now so if you one of those <laughs> Yeah, if you're one of those big breeders and you pumping out uh, lower value snakes because that's a part of your 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 business strategy is to hit the pet market and the pet market is not buying your stuff. Okay, yeah, we're in a recession right now in your mind, right? Um, but if you're producing higher end animals and you sell them to people that are project driven and that are actual breeders and they focus on their future and you're selling out, where's the recession at? So, so it's definitely the higher end snakes that are moving right now more so yeah. than the lower end snake. It's the lower right. end, like I was saying earlier, it's the yeah. lower end snakes that's, that's not moving as easy as they were like right. one, two years ago. That's right. where you can see like the slowdown in the market. And so like that's kind of like where I go back to, you know what I'm saying? Like be smart about your parents. You know what I'm saying? Like don't be, and that's early when I said I was like, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have did that one pairing that I did. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to get like a no snakes I want to hold back and then yep. B is going to be snakes that are in more challenging you know what I'm saying to say more challenging to hold to get rid of yeah because exactly. I mean and I, I use this example all the time and I, I just um you know pastel enchi let's say uh let's say you're making snakes and you make a bunch of pastel enchis and you can't sell any and you're saying the market is shit right now but the truth is there's 1500 pastel enchis on for sale exactly exactly and so you, it's like and you might not be what you're trying to sell yeah it's oversaturation man and you you're not even putting yourself out there yo go vote for pat snakes and the fat man my boy sorry mike all right um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah man it, it it really depends on what you're doing i mean 
that's why I went on Morph Market three years ago and was looking for projects that I could get into that weren't really there. Uh, so that if I do start making it, I, I have a little bit of traction on the ground, right? Right. Uh, I'm not just producing a pied because just a pied, how many just pieds are there out there on Morph Market right now? There's like 50,000 snakes on there. How many are just pied? 4,000? Yeah. 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 You know? Um, so I don't want to produce just a pod. I want to and in a market a like that, and in a market like that, where it's a ton of supply, then obviously that's going to affect your price. And so, in order to be able to to move those animals, you, you it puts pressure on the price, right? Unless yeah. you want to sit there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and it so, starts drop. The price drops, and then the next person's coming. And now here's another thing, right? So you got to look at it like this. Um, there's so much information out there now, so much good quality. Um, uh, content that people that are now getting into the industry are not out here buying $300 snakes to start breeding. Not to start breeding, not at all. No, you got people out here spending 20, 30, 50, $100,000 and they're just getting their feet wet. They're just getting into the game, but they understand the game now because there's so much information out there that's useful. Right? Exactly. So they're not they're not jumping in just buying a pod and a pod and pairing pods together. No, they're they're purchasing a five-figure animal to put to these uh six four figure animals and they're looking to make high end stuff because that's just the way it is you know so you gotta look at it from all aspects yeah and so initially like initially when i got into it we didn't buy like the 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 higher quality investment type animals right like i started like kind of low and then as i learned more you know what I'm saying i kind of i changed that, that that mindset and started like making some different type of investments you know what i'm saying you know different you move different and so i started yes, moving exactly. a lot different you know what i'm saying and so and like, you don't know what you don't know yeah yeah and so that's the way like we start we start trending because that's that's where you know what i'm saying like if you're doing this as a business like even if you're doing it as a hobby and you want this hobby to pay for yourself in order for it to pay for itself, you got to have money coming in, right? You got cash inflows, you got cash outflows. And so you got to think in terms of like cash inflows and cash outflows in how you make your decisions. Yeah, there's a hobby aspect to it. Yeah, there's an artist aspect to it. But if you're mm -hmm. thinking about something paying for itself, then we are putting money into the equation. So you got to think in terms of cash inflows and cash outflows. You know what I'm saying? Now, so like, speaking of that, I'm going, I'm, I'm taking L's, bro. Big L's, bro. Uh, as far as money going out, right? So I'm, yeah. money's just out, bro. Out, 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 out. I don't have a ton of money coming in. But the thing is, I'm not focused on the money coming in right now. What I'm focused on right now is building the army so that when the money does start coming in, it's not coming in at $200. It's not coming yeah. in at a $100 snake. You know yeah, what I mean? You're, make, you're making the moves to when the money does come in, it's going to come in the right way. And that's where I was going with that. Like, you got to make yeah. a move, you know what I'm saying? That's going to lead to a situation in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a long game, right? And so yeah. you got to put in the work, but you got to make smart moves, right? Because what you're doing today is going to set alluring suffers up for the tomorrows and the brighter tomorrows. So you can put yourself in that position to where that's coming in the way you want it to come in. But you got to yeah. start making those moves today. And that's what exactly. I'm saying. Like initially, when we first started, we didn't make those kind of moves. But you know, you know, Mo. And then you yeah, just you do more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm focused on right now is just getting my name out there. Let people see who I am. Let people know who I am. Let people see that I'm actually working on these projects and that I'm building up to the to the big grand finale of me producing these double, triple visuals and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. 
that's that's really what it's about because and you I, go you hit know, him, bro. You gonna hit him, and then folks gonna be like, "Whoa!" Like a like folks who know yeah. you now, gonna be like I knew it was coming, but some yeah. folks gonna be like, "Whoa!" Yeah, where the hell did this guy come from, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been here because yes, right? Like, like yeah. they, it, it ain't no overnight success. It might look like an overnight success. Yeah, you know that's because you didn't see my struggles. You didn't see me freaking fingers in the dirt, crawling in the mud. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, I noticed that when I was purchasing, so this is like super important to to anybody and everybody out there who wants to take this up as um something serious. Ray, I need updates when you start the wreck. Yes, ma'am. I'll send you pictures of me crying with bloody hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the thing, right? So when I was looking for um uh exempted clowns i was speaking to a lot of people bro and and i'm not gonna lie i ran into some people that had amazing animals bro amazing expensive high quality stuff but they can't move it and they were complaining that they can't move these snakes even though they're high-end and they're good quality projects um and my my first initial response to them was what are you doing as far as social media oh i don't even have an instagram oh i'm not making videos on youtube you know, you guys, this is not, right yeah, this is not, um, uh, you know, 20 years ago where you post a snake and that shit will sell itself because people can't get it anywhere else. So they're going to just hit you up and, and try to get that snake from you. Now it's like everybody's breeding. So how do you stand out from the person, you know, uh, next to you? You got to be in people's faces. You got to be personable. You got to be, um, a character that people uh, enjoy watching and viewing and getting to know, right? Um, not saying that it's a character that you're playing, but it's a, you know, your character. Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, my, my, my advice to them, and I'm a little guy, I'm a little guy, bro, but I'm talking to these big dogs and I'm like, yo, you got to get on that social media, man. You got to get out there making videos. You got to let people see your face, hear your opinion, hear your voice. You know, that's the way it goes. That's how you're going to make the sales for these amazing snakes that you have that you can't move right now. And then you got people that that are out there doing that and they moving everything they got they can't make enough snakes 100 percent. so um you you was talking about brands so speak a little bit about your brand um i meant to ask this earlier but like how did you come up with the name alluring surface and kind of like what does the brand the brand mean to you um so uh i originally came up with the name um you know the seven or eight years ago when i first started getting into the snakes alluring blade i like that ashley <laughs> and I, I really don't like that though <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate you though. i appreciate you though. i just laughed <laughs> yeah, i'll just, just play um but uh so i was like damn i want to come up with a business name i'm seeing all these people with these cool names you know uh you know grab your balls and this exotics and that serpents and blah 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 and um, like I said, you know, I believe in God and I believe that everything happens for a reason. And, uh, it wasn't like I had a sheet of paper with a bunch of names on it or nothing like that. I promise you, it just popped into my head, alluring serpents and that shit just affected my heart. And I said, that's it right there. Let me make sure that nobody else got that. Did a little research and, uh, yes, alluring everything, alluring, uh, apparel, alluring snakes, alluring, uh, rodents. We're doing alluring everything, but, um, it just, it just, hit me and I just stuck with it and I thought it was wonderful because alluring means beautiful, attractive, majestic. Um, and we're, we're dealing with serpents and they're beautiful and attractive and uh, majestic looking and, you know, 
it just all made sense to me, bro, and it fell together really nicely. That makes sense. That makes sense. So what's what's your goals? Like, what's your end game with this? Are you trying to do this, like, full-time as a business, or are you just trying to always do it, like, um, on the side? Well, the super end game is to die with an empire and to leave it to my kids. And, uh, you know, that's the goal at the end of the day. Make beautiful snakes that I enjoy and that I appreciate and hope that other people enjoy and appreciate them too. And maybe people will buy some from me. And, uh, you know, we could generate income and be able to take care of our livelihoods, you know, through the through the rodents and the snakes. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all just want to be happy, bro. You know, some people think that, that just money want is what's going to make them happy, but it's not just money that's going to make you happy. There's plenty of rich people that are depressed and sad and lonely. And, you know, it's what you do with the money that makes you happy. Um, so, yeah, man, I just want to make cool stuff, man. I want to uh, help people along the way. I love helping people, bro. Um, are you trying to do it full time? though? Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent. You know, I still do tattoos here and there. Kind of on the back end of that, though, it's been a long time. I'm 40 years old now. I started when I was 16. I'm just kind of over it, right? Um, I buy and I sell stuff all the time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very handy. I do carpentry work. So, you know, I'll paint houses or I'll help uh, my father-in-law build kitchens or whatever it is, um, you know, build new bathrooms. I live in Boca Raton, man. So this is like this is like money right here, This this whole city, like which growing up here kind of sucked because it's like not having money in a place where all the money is. It's kind of interesting. How far is Boca from West Palm? Oh, it's about, it's about 30 minutes, 40 minutes tops. It's not okay. far at all. Bro. Okay. Yeah. yeah we're going to chat after the show. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I would, I would love for this to, to take care of my family. And, and to provide uh, just a comfortable living situation. I'm not trying to be a millionaire on the intercoastal with a $40 million house and a yacht and not, no shit like that, you know? Um, I just want to make cool animals, uh, enjoy the animals, enjoy my family, make sure all the bills are paid, maybe take a few vacations a year. You know, nothing mad simple, bro. I'm a simple dude, bro. Yeah. You ever heard that song, uh, Simple Man? Leonard Skinner? Sing it. I ain't singing it, bro. <laughs> no, I ain't singing for you right now. That's wild. Yeah, that would be a clip. That would be a clip on Instagram for like weeks to come, bro. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't know the song, uh, go check out Leonard Skinner's "Simple Man," one of my favorite songs. Um, it's definitely, um, you know, how I want to live my life, man. Just very simple, bro. That's it, man. Emilio say sing, bro. Nah, I ain't singing, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm not going to bless this chat and serenade you guys. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all killing me right now. I love That's y'all. Yeah, I yeah, love So we was, we was chatting backstage uh, pregame. You said it was uh, a topic you wanted to bring up. So I uh, definitely want to give you the platform to do that. Okay, yeah, we're running, we running short on time? No, we're not running short on time, but I want to make sure I said it before I forget it. Yeah, so um, so we're coming up on the holidays, and um, there's a lot of, you know, we were just laughing really hard right just now, but we're going to get a little more serious right now. And, um, yeah, I was crying too just now. I got a little tear from laughter. That was good. 
But, um, you know, we're coming up on holidays and uh, there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of things. And I just kind of wanted to be a little transparent on some things that I'm dealing with in my personal life um, to let people know that, you know, not everything is sweet. You know, I don't I don't promote my struggles because I don't like to give them energy. Right. I don't like to, to feed um, that type of energy. Right. Um, but to be specific, like I had a good friend of mine pass away early June. It was like my best friend, my brother, like never had somebody uh, that was not my blood really be like, yo, I want to see you win. And I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure you win because you're my ace and we're going to ride this thing out. And, you know, we were even talking about he don't even like snakes, bro. And he was talking about helping me with snakes and investing money with me to get me going and this and that. And um, he ended up passing away in June. And that was super. Yeah, super hard, man. I won't get into details about, you know, how it all happened and stuff. But um, that was a big, big thing that that is heavy on my heart. And actually, if you if you follow me on Instagram and you check on my stories, I always got a little T, uh, a capital letter T in the corner of my stories and that's for him man his name's tito padilla bro and um you know that was my boy my ace and it's kind of interesting man because you know again i said god is real i'm very you know vivid about paying attention to things and connecting dots on how things work and uh my boy passed away and i was my ace and i was feeling definitely lonely i still cry to this day about him um but um yeah appreciate that but um it's interesting because emilio Villarino um, just kind of popped up in my life out of nowhere because I posted, you know, hey, looking for a exanthic clown, this and that. And he messaged me and was like, yo, I got this exanthic clown. Long story short, I ended up getting it from him. But um, that was that was like one of the best things that ever happened was getting that snake from him because it's not even about the snake or the price or anything like that. But like Emilio has filled a void in my heart that I lost when I lost my homeboy. You know, and, uh, you know, he checks on me and we check on each other and we talk and we communicate and we talk business and we yo. So like Emilio, that's my dog, yo, like like 100. Right. Um, So that's something I was dealing with um, from June until now. Um, My uncle had just passed away. Uh, He passed away on Thanksgiving, actually. Um, And the thing about that is like. I don't want to say that I held a grudge with him, uh, but I didn't agree with some things that that uh, that you know the way that he did certain things, and I just kept my distance from him. And um, my dad had called me up and was like, "Yo, your uncle's in the hospital. He's got like Mercer in his leg. You know, it might travel. We don't know what's gonna happen. He might pass away." Wow. So um, I gave him a call. He was in the hospital. I was like, "Yo, Theo, you know, I love you." I'm sorry that I was the way I was with you. Um, you know, do you forgive me? Like, please forgive me. Um, I'm really sorry about that. Yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, we hashed it out and he forgave me and he said he loved me and this and that. And it was good news. That he... talk, huh? So I'm glad y'all got a chance to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, he ended up dying uh, two days later on Thanksgiving. Um, so, like, you know, you you don't agree with certain people and how they live their life, but if you love them, then it's super important that, you know, you show them that love, even though you don't agree with what they're doing. You know what I mean? <clears throat> now, if they're, if they're hurting themselves, 
and um you know maybe on drugs and things like that yeah obviously you don't just love on them you got to try to help them with that or they got to help themselves right. uh but if it's not harmful in that way you know don't hold grudges with people you know love them and and call them and and make amends and say you're sorry and that's that's one of the biggest things man is people can't say i'm sorry you know i'm sorry for being a dick i'm sorry for saying this i'm sorry for acting like that i'm sorry for these actions that i took you know and i'm just I can't even imagine, bro, if he passed away and I didn't even get a chance to apologize, right. let alone ask for his forgiveness. Just like, hey, look, whether you forgive me or not, I just want you to know, like, super sorry for, for being who I was to you. And it's not even that I was a bad person to him. I just kept my distance. And even that silence is is a negative, you know? Uh, right. So if you got family members out there that maybe you've got some hard times with, like, if they passed away, man, that shit will eat you up. Uh, so go out there and go out there and call them and, and apologize for your bullshit and ask for forgiveness and, you know, forgive them. Sometimes they're, they're being completely ripped apart inside because they think you hate them so much. So maybe you should be the one forgiving them for their actions and saying, Hey, look, you know, let's turn a, a new leaf and let's move forward. So you won't notice, you won't know any of this stuff unless I tell you, right. And I'm being transparent here and it fucking is killing me inside, honestly. Um, but, I want people to know that shit ain't always sweet and we all deal with these things and this is real life. This is not a joke. This is not a game. Um, so my, my, my uncle died on Thanksgiving. Um, and then I was on here down Friday shooting the shit with everybody and nobody would ever know, man, you know? And it's like, no matter what's going on in your life, um, stay focused and stay the path. You know, you, you can't let things, um, derail you and 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 what you're trying to accomplish no matter what it is um i got a 15 year old son who's turning 16 in december uh we were butting heads we were like it was like some wild shit going on bro and this is recent and uh, it got to the point where he had to go live with his grandparents in north carolina or he was going to military school or he was going to end up in jail or me and him was gonna you know wild out on each other and uh it's just real life man you know, right. and I just want people to know, like, like, yo, like, not everything is sweet, you know, and, and we're all going, we're all going through something and we're all dealing with personal issues in our own ways and just be kind to it, be kind to each other. There's no reason to be a dick. There's no reason to be, no, uh, no. yeah, like, there's no reason to make people feel less than, you know what I mean? Um, so I just wanted to share those, those couple little things. Uh, with everybody just to let them know like yo the holidays is coming up i'm not gonna see my uncle i'm not gonna see my friend uh i'm not gonna see my son my son's birthday is two days three days after christmas like we're all dealing with shit and and it's super important to know that you're not alone and that you know um there's other people going through things too and uh if you want to talk about shit reach out to people and yeah. uh you know have that conversation and say, hey, look, man, can I talk to you for a second? And you know, dish out whatever you gotta dish out. Sometimes just letting it out, yeah, hundred percent, is beneficial. You know, um, there's a lot of stress that people keep inside, and uh, it builds up. And it that's builds, that's one of the, yeah, it eats you up, man. And that's one of the things I love about the reptiles is like, no matter what I'm going through, I could sit in this room right here in complete silence and just stare at the animals or hold a snake in my hand and just watch it live its life and just kind of like push everything away for a second 
yeah definitely give, <clears throat> definitely give you a chance to unplug yeah man yeah so you know holidays are coming up and times are hard for everybody um you know some is more harder for than others um but at the end of the day like we're all going through shit together and and don't ever think that you're the only one going through something because that's not the case you know just people don't like to share it and people don't like to show it and they don't like to get emotional about shit and they don't like to show weakness but it's not weakness it's strength in my eyes you know yeah. like yeah being vulnerable takes, and willing to open up that's yeah that's it takes courage bro it's not to do that exactly yeah it takes courage bro so definitely yeah. salute you for being willing to to share that right and being, being willing to like say that in an open in an open forum um yeah, platform, yeah. Like, no i just I, a lot of people can can do it so that that takes a lot of courage and you definitely made some some very great points so salute to you bro and yeah no thank you man. i appreciate it and and i hope things are able to get better um with, with you and your loved ones where y'all having issues and y'all can still have an opportunity to work it out yeah um yeah anytime you want to um talk bro just, just hit me up bro yeah, of course, man. And every day above ground is opportunity, bro. You know, like even though me and my son are beefing right now and this guy thinks I'm the bad guy in his story, like it's cool, man. Like I still call him. I still tell him I love him. I still ask him how his day's been going. I still want to know what he's up to. I want to know, you know, how things are going in North Carolina. Um, you know, for very much still focused, um, you know, um, but right now I'm I'm the bad guy, bro. I'm the bad guy in his story. And that's okay, man. And I'll be that. But when he gets older and he looks back and he sees who his dad was, he's gonna be like, damn, I get it. You know? And uh that's all that matters. And he'll be like, yo, even when I treated my dad like shit, this dude was still fucking loving on me. Like, you know, like I don't tolerate disrespect. I'm not one of those pushover dads where you're just gonna walk all over me. So I hold my ground. I don't let strangers disrespect me. I ain't gonna let no damn kids disrespect me, you know what I mean? um yeah but yeah. Uh, at the end of the day i'm not gonna love you less but i'm not gonna tolerate it either you know what i mean right i mean yeah. not tolerating it is a form of love you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like hey man tighten up bro like i'm giving you cheat codes i was talking to jay earlier about it like yeah i'm giving you cheat codes to life man you just choosing to do everything the hard way and like that's your life and that's your choice and the, the moves you make right now are going to dictate your adulthood and it's on you man like i can't do that for you right and when you're younger, because I mean, I was there, but I was I was so fucking hard here. Like we can have a whole nother four or five hour show about how hard head I was and how I had to learn so many things the hard way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was the worst, bro. I was the worst. And sometimes when you're younger, it's it just it just don't hit the same. Like it doesn't hit. Like you don't you don't think about things the way you should. Can't nobody be. tell me nothing, bro. Me exactly. 15, 16, you can't tell me nothing, bro. I was oh, slinging it out, it out, bro. Oh, I'm doing tattoos. I'm selling drugs. I'm chilling. I'm partying all the time. I'm running a little yeah, gambling hole. Bro, running a gambling hole out of my mom's apartment because she was never home. Like, boy, I thought I had it all figured out, bro. But, uh, you know, that's just ignorant kid shit. And eventually yeah. you grow yeah. up and, and you learn, like, damn, I was a little fucking douche. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, I remember having, like, real conversations, like, with my mom and, like, she saying that like some of the things i was doing you know what I'm saying like and saying how much it hurt you know what i'm saying because like she felt like she poured like so much into me in terms of like guiding me and steering me to go the right way yet i do like some of these things and so like she felt like that was a reflection on her but at the end of the day it wasn't a reflection on her you know what i'm saying like she yeah. like, the fact that i was able to, to turn around that's the reflection on you you know what i'm saying because like yeah. th those seeds you planted although that tree hadn't grown yet it eventually sprouted it eventually grown it eventually grew you know what i'm saying yeah. and so like 
it just, and that's the thing, man. That's that's the damn truth, bro. Like I look at I look at some stuff and I'm like, damn, like damn, I'm just like bad parent type shit, you know? And then and then I really look at it and I'm like, damn, it's not bad parent shit because I'm doing the right thing. If I gave him everything he wanted, then I'd be a bad parent. You know what I mean? Um, so I gotta hold my ground and hold my ground and know that I'm doing the right thing. Right. And that and that his choices are his choices. And as much as we want to be in control of what they do so that they don't do the wrong things, we gotta let them live man god got it for everybody including our children and we can't interfere with that right 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. that's real talk bro yeah Definitely. yeah this is real life man we're not out here just playing games bro like people get affected by how we live and by how we act and how we do things and you know that's why i'm always like yo care about people man treat people with kindness and respect and uh you know, love on people, man. It's okay to love on people, yo. Right, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, real shit, man. What else we got? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to uh, ask you a, a few questions, so kind of uh, switching a little bit, yeah, um, about like some things you when you uh, came into the industry, like some things you didn't expect that uh, really surprised you. Good or bad? Either or um oh yeah um damn pat why you gotta call me soft dog uh, i love you what pat what pat said, said he said ray getting soft <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 but people won't say that shit to my face <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. anyway uh uh some things that surprised me in the industry um uh people's willingness to help me you know, if I if I reached out, like, look, at the beginning, I used to just call people, bro. There was no Patreon, right? So I used to just call people out of nowhere. It didn't matter who. I called Justin Kabilka, not even thinking that that's a big deal because I don't celebritize people, right? Um, I called Brian Gundy. I called Garrick DeMeyer. And the reason I call them is not because, oh, you're the big dog and I just think it would be cool to talk to you. It's because, yo, you're a big dog and you would know better than anybody, right? Uh, that really shocked me that you know, cause I'm, I'm shooting in the dark, bro. Shooting in the dark. I don't know if I'm gonna hit the target or not, but, uh, I, I still take the shot. Right. And, um, I would call them out of nowhere and just ask them random questions. And, uh, they were so nice, man. They were but so nice. Cool. And, yeah. They were willing to help me, bro. And just answer whatever silly little questions I might've had and, um, guide me in a direct. And, you know, it's not like I was purchasing snakes from them or nothing like that, man. But they were just willing to talk to me about snakes for an hour, 40 minutes, 30 minutes, Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really cool, man. That that shocked the shit out of me. Um, but now we we in the time where we got Patreon and and time is now um paid for. You know what I mean? So don't go out there just freaking calling anybody and say Ray told me to do it because I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not telling you to do that. Oh man, Pat, when you say that to my face, I'm gonna give you the biggest hug, bro. But uh <laughs> um yeah that was that was really shocking man and um the way that this community has has uh opened me uh welcomed me with open arms is what i'm saying um that's been a, a super blessing man you know um that's one of the dumbest part about it to me is the community yeah man yeah man i can't say enough names i'm not even gonna drop any names right now because i, I wouldn't have enough time to name everybody i'm just gonna say that the people that fuck with me like i appreciate y'all so much like Y'all really show me love and I feel it and and 
I'm grateful for it every day, like abundant gratitude, like 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, and uh, something that uh, kind of shocked me in a negative way was, um, and it wasn't, it's not even that it happens often, bro, but I, I saw it and it was just like, from experiencing so much love to then seeing people just be fucking douchebags to each other for no fucking reason, just for clout purposes, like, yo, what kind of petty ass fuck shit is that, bro? Like, what are we in middle school right now? You think you're one of the cool kids? Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I was a bully of the bullies, right? So, um, you know, I see some of that shit going on, and 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 there's it, definitely a shock factor there because it's like the fucking audacity, bro. Like, like, yo, it makes you look really bad, and and it's a very bad look to people not in the industry looking in, you know. And they're not mindful of that shit, bro. And they talk shit to each other, and you know, if you don't like somebody, that's cool, man. Uh, you know, talk to your social circle about it and keep it fucking moving because the more energy you give it, the less energy you're spending on yourself and your success. So that yeah. was a little shocking to me that they grown ass men are saying they're wasting their time, you know, with, with grade school drama. It's just silly, yeah, I was bro. About to say, man, we ain't in high school no more. Yeah, it's silly, bro. Like, yo, if it ain't worth killing you about, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm gonna keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even see how grown ass people got time for like that kind of stuff because I ain't got time for it. So I don't, I don't know how you got time for it. Maybe folks got more free time on their hand, but I don't have time for it. So it's just, yeah, it, is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, can have you got time to hate, bro. It's because you're not filling your fucking schedule with shit that you need to be doing for yourself, bro. Exactly. Like, you need more things to do. Um, I got some extra things that need to be done around here. <laughs> I can <Yeah>. allocate, <laughs> I can delegate a bit. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait! I can't wait till um this rat shit blows up and the snakes blow up and I can start delegating stuff to my family. You know, my kids like that. I know they'll eventually get involved, like you know, helping me maintain collections or helping me maintain the rodents or whatever the whatever they want to help with. You know, um, you you have a lot of help right now, like or is it you doing all the upkeep right now? Nah, it's just me doing everything, bro. My little man, my six year old, likes to help me more than anything right now. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, but I can't give. I can't delegate too much to him right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. And your sister will stop doing it and, and hook you up every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I need her to come and check and make sure, check make sure the snakes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She ain't gonna touch nothing, but she'll check on it for me. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good, bro. I mean, that's 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 helpful in and of that's itself. A blessing, yeah. It's a blessing, man. Yeah, yeah. I wish I like. I wish we could go out of town and have somebody to stop by and check on stuff for us. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. We, and we, also, you know, we got cameras. We got cameras in the house, man. So I'd be, you know, I'd be in Orlando or whatever it is. I remember you. Doing. I remember you uh, showing it to us, like we was at uh at the little spot eating. Yeah. He was like yeah. showing us the stuff on the camera. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh dope. yeah, yeah. My kid being sneaky. That's right. He was climbing on the <laughs> counter trying to get some snacks and thought nobody was watching. <laughs> like, yeah, look at this guy trying to get some fucking zebra cakes. Get out of there. <laughs> Yeah, so you gotta have cameras in your house, man. It's nice to know what's going on in your house when you're not there. And uh, you know, if you got eggs in an incubator that are that might be pipping, um, when you're out of town, it's good to set up a camera and put it in front of there just so you can see what's going on, man. Peace of mind, bro. You know, peace yeah. of mind is super important. A hundred percent, bro. Uh all right, so uh you might have touched on some of this already, uh, but if you could sum it up, like what's one piece of advice that you would give somebody? Hopping into the industry right now. Brand new, don't know nothing. Brand new, don't know nothing. 
Um, fresh out the egg. Fresh out the egg, a pipper. Ugh. <laughs> I would say uh, the first thing you need to do is just go on YouTube and watch as many ball python videos as possible. Every ball python video that pops up, you watch it. And you're going to find stuff about clutches. You're going to find stuff about uh, combos. You're going to find stuff about um, specifics on, on specific genetics. You're going to find podcasts like this. Um, just educate the shit out of yourself and start getting your name out there in the sense that you're reaching out to people and you're communicating with them because those are going to be the people that mentor you eventually. And they're going to help you um, start off on the right track. You don't want to just walk into a pet store and just start buying anything because every story that starts like that, uh, there's always a pivot point where they're like, man, I had to stop that shit and learn my shit and then, you know, get serious about it. Now I got all these snakes I don't know what to do with because none of the projects I want to work. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Education, man. Educate yourself. Yeah, that's how we started. Like I was saying earlier, like if I would have knew what I knew now at the beginning, I would have started out a lot differently than how we started out. But, oh yeah, um, fortunately, yeah. Fortunately, I learned it fairly early. Yeah, like, I went like sixty some snakes in. Like, damn, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got forty eight males. What am I doing with these? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's really cool though is um I had the opportunity now um off season reptiles Nico and Ryan man those are my guys right and live like five minutes down the street from me awesome people man and um. Like I said, they had just got started this year. And I'm not saying that I'm their mentor or anything like that, but I just I know, you know, that I could share what mistakes I made with them so that they don't make the same mistakes. And and um, you know, hope that that is beneficial to their success and their progress as they go. Um, that's so what's up, been, bro. Yeah, it's been nice to share share what I've learned with them so that I don't I don't have to see them go through the same bullshit. Yeah, each one teach one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Hundred percent. Cool. All right, bro. So I got some um some wrap up questions before you let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of your night. Um, the first one is kind of a random question, but if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere, shm, anywhere. <laughs> Damn, I, you know what? I know you do this to people too, and I didn't even think about having these answers ready for you. Yo. <laughs> so, like, let uh, me whip so out my paper. I'm prepared, man. I'm prepared, man. And listen, if you go on Mike Herp Collector's Clutch Conversation, make sure you got these answers figured out already. Uh, anywhere in the world, it would be. Um, I'm already in Florida. It's already tropical, so I don't want to say tropical, but I don't know. Somewhere where there's more freedom than there is. Uh, tyranny and 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 you know communism type shit, bro. So I don't know exactly where that's at right now in the world, but wherever I would have the most freedom to just be me without the nonsense gotcha. and the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, Jeremy say rap the answers. Rap the answers. I'm not. Why everybody want me to sing and rap? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it, guys. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You got to get me drunk and you got to get me in a little social circle with like four or five people. Maybe. So uh, wait till we look up at a show and, and the Hennessy start flowing. Yeah, then I'll, then I'll sing uh, a Simple Man for you. 
right, bro. So if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, Jesus, number one, bro. Jesus is my dog, number one, man. So many beautiful things has happened in my life, bro, because I was able to uh, see the light, you know? Um, and I couldn't be more grateful for that. Um, it happened when I was 29 where I really, like, woke up and understood things differently. So that would be number one. Uh, okay. Number two. So uh, real quick, before you go to number two, what would you ask? Oh, man. I don't even know, man. There would be an array of... There would just be like endless questions, man. You know, um, why? Why allow so much stuff? Um, you know, what was what was the mindset behind what you what you did for everybody here? You know, like what was the real mindset that you were thinking? You know, as you were um, sacrificing yourself for everybody's blessing um, and grace. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, that would just be like one of the many that we could possibly think of. Obviously, you know, endless conversations, uh, endless questions. I mean, uh, in that conversation, um, might have to have a few rounds of dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be. A, he might get sick of me and be like, "Man, all right, we're <laughs> done. We're done, man. Go back. I'll like, talk to you when you get here. <laughs> I'll talk to you when you get here, Ray. Then we got eternity, bro. We'll be like, oh, okay, that's what's popping. Um, like, bro, I thought you was through it. Invite me to dinner. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, it's the last supper. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last supper, yo. Number two, bro. <laughs> uh, number two, um, you know what? It would probably be my, my grandfather on my dad's side. Um, he had died when my dad was a kid, so um, I never got to meet him, obviously. Um, but you know, he's uh, German and Irish, and he looks just like me, right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And my dad says that my mannerisms and stuff are very similar to him. Um, so I think it would be cool to just kind of, you know, uh, have a conversation with him, you know, over a meal and, you know, just pick his brain and, uh, you know, get his perspective on things. And, you know, that's just somebody that, that, that I resemble a lot of and that I've never met. So I just think it would be it would be really cool to to have that kind of combo with with that person. Um, That'd be dope, bro. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. The third, the the third, who would the third be? Oh man. Um, it would probably be my homeboy that just passed away in June. Or, uh, yeah, like. You know, it was super sudden, so there was no, like, last conversation. You I love you, bro. Uh, none of that. It was just, you know, I woke up. It happened on a Sunday. Uh, I woke up on Tuesday morning to a text from his sister, and then, uh, you know, she told me everything that happened, and, you know, it was just very sure. He's, he was only, like, 45, bro, you know? Um, Damn. Young. Yeah, young, man. Young and, and full of life and full of energy and a good person, bro, like, dope heart like that was my ace right uh so i would love to you know have one more conversation with him because yo we used to yo my my dude it was like it was like every morning it was like yo good morning my g what up let's let's get this bag right and we're talking about money not no problem. yeah i know you. yeah yeah, yeah. You. Let's, get, let's get this bag right so uh hours long conversations about everything on a regular basis like he has a daughter out here and 
And, you know, we get our kids together and any type of family event, you know, they would be invited to and vice versa. Um, you know, and that's another thing, man, like his daughter's out here, bro. And, and she don't have her dad anymore. And, you know, I don't financially, I can't do everything that I would like to do for her. Um, but it'll, it'll get there. And, you know, I keep in touch with her and I do what I can. And I invite her still to all the stuff that we do. And she's like an extended daughter um, to me. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be, uh, that would be my third, my third dinner with whoever. Gotcha. And then the last, actually I got a couple more for you. So yeah, man, I will. I'm here, bro. $10 million get deposited in your bank account tomorrow. What you doing with yeah. it? Uh, I'll probably buy a lot of land and invest a lot of it into real estate and, um, probably ask um, a lot of my family members what kind of businesses they would like to run and guide them in the direction that they could um, be successful on their own. And, you know, um, obviously I would buy some, some dope projects. Uh, oh, you got to, bro. You got to. You got to go. There would definitely be some selfish spending uh, going on, but um, a lot of it would, would be more for the, you know, my future bloodline, bro. Yeah, 100%. You know, generational wealth, man. I, I never had that. And uh, I still don't have it right now. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I can't create it for other people uh, that are going to come after me. So, yeah, that's what 100 percent, bro. 100 percent. So if there was one question um, you wish I would have asked you, uh, what would it be? And how would you have answered it? Uh, that I wish you would have asked me. Damn, Mike. I wish, you would, I wish you would have asked me to sing, bro, so I could tell you no. <laughs> hey, we gonna get you singing, bro. <laughs> I don't even know how that shit got, bro. Oh yeah, no, you did ask me to sing. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, you to sing, bro. That was you that asked me to sing. That wasn't the chat. Yeah. That was you first. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was me first. That's how I got started. Hold on, hold on. I gotta think of it. That. Well, I don't know because I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, we, we was talking about it earlier. We was talking about had I heard the song, like yeah. Um, okay. How about, um, uh, besides your family, uh, what, what truly brings you happiness? And, um, uh, the answer to that is, um, seeing other people happy and, and doing my part to, um, to just play a little role in that happiness for them. Respect. You know? Respect. Yeah. yeah. That, that really brings like, like just as an example, uh, I was at the gas station with my with my wife, and uh, she went inside. And there was this homeless dude, and he's probably young. He's young man, maybe late twenties, early thirties, and he had holes in the back of his pants. His ass was hanging out, like clothes was dirty. He had a duffel bag that was just like ripped apart. And um, I'm sitting in my truck. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sitting in my truck, and I jumped out uh, of the truck and. Right there at the gas station, bro, I took off my sandals, I took off my pants, I took off my shirt, I folded it all, I put it on top of his duffel bag while he was in the in the gas station. And then as I'm coming back to my truck, my girl sees me walking back to the truck in my boxers barefoot, and she gets in the truck, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, yo, man, this dude right here. And she's like, oh, you gave him your clothes and stuff? And I'm like, yeah. So, like. That's dope, know, bro. Yeah, things like that, man. I, I really, I, you know. I've been through so much shit, Mike. I've been through the trenches, bro. 
like I said, man, crawling through the mud, you know, and uh, if I could be a little light in someone's dark world, then that's what I'm going to be, bro. That's what's up, bro. Salute for real, bro. That's hella respect, bro. Hella respect. Yeah, man. That's He'll, never that, bro. He'll never forget that. That fills my faith tank, bro. Like, we all got faith tanks, and uh, a lot of people running on empty, bro. So if I could spew a little, a little in there, you know, that's what I got to do. Yeah, I echo what Mike said, bro. That's solid as fuck, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. What up, Mike? Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So uh, before we let you get out of here, tell everybody yeah. where they can find you online. So folks coming back through, catching the replay, know where to find you at. Yeah, no doubt. Um, So anywhere you look for me, it's going to be Alluring Serpents. Um, Instagram is my main my main place where I spend most of my time. Um, I do have a Rumble account. So if you've got a Rumble account, you could go subscribe to my videos there. Uh, I'm not heavy into making videos just yet, but I got a lot of things planned. I'm definitely going to be starting my own podcast. I'll make sure it's not going to be on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, also, I got a YouTube account. So if you want to go over there, you can follow me there. Like I Perfect. said, I don't have a bunch of content just yet. But I got a lot of plans and, and, and a lot of moves that I'm going to be making sooner than later. So um, you could catch me there. I do have a Facebook. Um, you can look me up, Alluring Serpents. Um, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm not spending a lot of time there just yet. Uh, but, like, you know, everything takes time, man. So I got to find balance. I'm just getting started with these rodents. So I really want to dial in on that. So you're going to see a lot of posts about rats and rodents and all this stuff. Um but once everything is running smoothly, then I'm really going to hit all the social media platforms really hard. But Instagram is my main one. So you can find me there. I need and to check out Rumble. Like the last probably like month or so, I keep hearing that Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. And well, here, let me tell you about Rumble. Yeah. You get monetized right away. Yeah? Yeah, you don't have to wait for, you know, a thousand a thousand subscribers and no, no stuff like that. You um You get monetized right away. Now, the thing is... You go there and you don't have a following yet, you know? So even though you monetize right away, you still not, might not be making money right away because you need to build up that following. But if I was you, I mean, you got endless content, bro. I would be taking all these clutch conversations and everything you put on YouTube and just transfer it over to there and, and you know, flood the block, man. Yeah, I'm going to look into that, bro. That's a yeah, good you look. Should. You should, I'm man. Yeah. It's the uh, alternative. It's the alternative to YouTube, especially when it okay. comes to like censorship and all that. Uh, so is it strictly uh, video, or you doing like posts? Because you know how like YouTube trying to do a little bit of everything right now. So they got the um, video, they got the shorts, they got the posts, they got all that. Yeah, YouTube's going pretty hard, man. I don't know if Rumble is doing the exact same thing, but I know that Rumble um, is definitely a video platform. They're basically like YouTube's competitor. Um, I hope YouTube don't ban this video for you, Mike. Because I'm talking about, <laughs> I hope not either. <laughs> talking about Rumble, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, you could you could do that, man. You got you got, and dude, I'll tell you this: look, if you got a podcast, right? Not even just you, Mike, because you already actually do it, and I, I really like that you do it. Um, if you got a podcast and you interviewing people, and you got you know all these conversations, you could be endless content, bro, endless content. All you got to do is take little snippets. Of all your of all your different conversations with different people and post that on the gram, post that on Facebook, post it everywhere, TikTok. You know, I even got a TikTok, but I don't be on there too much, man. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fool around too heavy on TikTok. I got one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough to be on all these social media platforms, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's like, a cool. That's why they got to do it right. That's yeah, a to do it right in of itself. Like it is, and that's why people hire marketing uh, companies. You know what I mean? Because they can't do all that shit by themselves, and and do whatever it is that they're doing. You know? Let me tell you who go hard um, on a lot of different platforms: Gershon, like IG, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Yep. He go yep. hard a lot of different platforms. Yeah, man. Shout out to G, bro. He be putting in that work, dog. Yeah, yeah. He put he put all of us on really. Yeah, and that's another man. That's what I love about him, bro. You know, he's for the people. He's not for yeah. himself. And, yeah, and anybody that's like that is a blessing. And uh, you know, salute, 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 bro. Yeah, I need my TikTok game. I got like like five or six posts, maybe a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got like I, a, I got like a dozen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got like I probably got like a hot dozen, maybe <laughs> for about seven, about probably like seventeen hundred views total between yeah, all yeah, yeah maybe I'm that slacking, I'm <laughs> but every time i log on because like every now and then i get a wild hair and log on to tiktok and then like i got all these alerts and stuff like that and it's yeah. like wow maybe i should put some effort into tiktok because yeah might, you know who might. who said um they put they got a good fo- emilio got a good following on tiktok and he on just TikTok. started doing lives and stuff like that but he's like yeah, i think i just followed emilio on tiktok yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was okay. saying um, he hasn't really generated too much um, from TikTok like he has Instagram or Facebook. He said Facebook, he's killing it on Facebook. He kills it on Instagram, too. Um, you know, eventually he'll have his YouTube channel and all this other stuff. So, yeah. OK, yeah, yeah. One day, like I said, you got to do a little bit at a time. Yeah, a little bit at a time, man. Yeah, a little yeah, bit I'm at a time. I'm still trying to get better at IG though. Like um, last thing you want to do is burn out, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, bro, um, because once we get into social media, we can talk another two, three hours. There's so yeah. much to, uh, to unpack there. Uh, yeah. but I do want to let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of your night. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, um, Mike, man, it's been a blessing, bro. Like ever since they told you, you know what I'm saying? It's just been a whole vibe. It was good meeting in person there, like Kicking yeah, it, it at the auction, going out to eat, you know what I'm saying, with me, you, yeah. Keith, and the fam. So Had a that couple was drinks. Cool. We getting old though, man. Yeah. So I I was getting tired early, man. I, I can't ride till four or five in the morning like I used to. Oh no, nah, I can't do it like I used to. <laughs> I can't do it like I used to, bro. I went to bed early at 10, so I know exactly what you mean, bro. Like yeah, nine o'clock. Yeah, I was like, man, I need to I think I need to lay down, bro. <laughs> we gotta start drink, we gotta start, you know, sipping that Hennessy around like five, six o'clock. So by ten o'clock is bedtime. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh looking forward to it. Um meet um linking up with you again in person. Like I said, it's been a whole vibe. Definitely enjoy having you on the show tonight. You got so much to share. Um definitely I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for your platform, bro. Thank you for everybody in the chat that came to say, hey, what's up? Uh, who left you hanging, Keisha? Nah, we didn't leave you hanging, Keisha. We took hey, we took pictures at, at, at Daytona, but I was just like a little guy that didn't have my name out there yet. So you probably didn't even recognize me. Okay, <laughs> I'll tag I'll tag you in the pictures that I took with you. It's on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got to link up. I can't wait to we all link up. And, um, you going to Daytona um, next year? Yes, yeah, sir. I will always go to Daytona. Are you going to Orlando this weekend? I can't because uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff for work next week that I got to really prepare for this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So when you combine that with like having to clean and stuff like that, 
I just yeah. ain't, gonna, ain't gonna be able to do it. So. In all honesty, I don't think I can make it either. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best, man. I got some people that that would love to see me in person, and I was like, I'll do what I can. I'll see what happens. I would I would love to do it. Um, if like I said, if I if I didn't have so much to get ready for for next week, then I would do it. But I got to get ready for next week, and, and then I'll be on vacation for like a couple of weeks. Is it anything else this year? Uh, like after um, next weekend or after uh, this weekend? Uh, I think uh, Pembroke Pines, man, but that might be too far for you again, bro. Where, where that's is that? that's like that's like Miami, dog. Oh yeah, yeah, that's too far. That's too far. far. Yeah, I know it's too far. It's yeah. like a five, six hour drive for you, easy. Yeah. What kind of turnout is is it? Uh, I went to Pembroke Pines a few weeks ago. That was my first time there. Um, it's a smaller venue, but um, you know, um, uh, from Emilio's perspective, he did great, man. He did great with sales. He did great with um, uh, networking. I met Eric, um. Uh, from Eric's Moore Factory um, there. Yeah. I met a lot of people in person. That was really cool. Actually, it was really cool, man, because people were like, yo, Ray, I like what you're doing. And that was like the first time I got to really see people um, appreciate what I'm doing as far as my content. Gotcha. Um, so it was, really cool to, yeah, it was really cool to hear that that people appreciate uh, what I'm doing and they, they, you know, they vibe with me. So thank you, guys. Eric just said January 14th. What's January 14th? What show is it? And where is uh, that? Oh, that might that might be the Pembroke Pines one. Okay, that's the Pembroke Pines. Yeah, Pembroke, Pembroke Pines. Pines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say that three times fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good luck. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want to make it a point to make it, especially like the Florida shows, right? I definitely yeah. want to make to make it to some more shows this year, and definitely I'm trying to hit like uh two to four like larger shows. It'll probably be on the the second half of the year like hitting the larger shows like the yeah. the later um tinley obviously that's definitely a, a, a must yeah october tinley yeah actually um so that's that's a big goal of mine bro is actually um i just want to be able to make it to at least three big shows uh in the country and that's daytona arlington and tinley um october tinley to be specific um that would be a goal of mine and then you know obviously little shows here and there i i, I would really like to get to the point where like a host like a barbecue just for florida people and oh nice people in florida could get together we could all vibe and just chill and not have to worry about you know selling snakes or anything we're just there to hang out and enjoy each other's company yeah that'll be dope bro that'll be dope yeah, I'll be like a, do like a central florida location so that everybody could kind of you know get there and it's kind of like half a halfway point a good midpoint for for folks yeah exactly so if you're in miami it might take you three four hours if you're in jacksonville you know, it might take you three, four hours or whatever. That'll be real dope, bro. Yeah. Real, you know, real. Those, are, those are other long-term goals, man. I got actually a lot of things I got planned, uh, not only for myself, but for, like, the industry and, and you know, the people in the community. And, you know, that's what's up. Wait, you're in Gainesville, right? Yeah, I'm in Gainesville. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to get to Orlando? To Orlando? Two hours. Oh man, that's not bad at all. Yeah, see, yeah, you'll be two hours, two hours from Tampa. Oh yeah, two hours from Daytona. Um, about an hour and a half from Jacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Really appreciate y'all coming out, showing love tonight. Remember, um, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. If they're involved in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, please go out there and support U.S. Art and U.S. Art Florida. 
Really appreciate everybody coming out tonight. Thank y'all for coming out. Be blessed. Peace.